shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hags. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. Wow. I'm getting our We have a very special guest today. Uh, it's Madison. Hi, Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi, Madison. Madison baked these cookies. I really did. Nobody else has done that yet. Well, Step it up, guests. Actually, oh, uh, oh god. Oh no, I forget her name. Did you hold oh, back no. the cookies? Three. Alexa. Uh, Alexa. Oh, Alexa baked us cookies. She's my friend. It's fine. Doesn't count. Oh no. I'm just okay. kidding. It totally counts. She's she's great too. Oh no. <laughs> but were hers decorated like cats? Just saying. No. <laughs> No. No, they weren't decorated. Yeah, you made us kitten cookies, mm-hmm. which is very sweet of you. It's the theme of my life. Cats. <laughs> yeah, cats is a theme. Cats, 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 cats. Mm-hmm. It's a way, to, way to really drive yourself away from a stereotype. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, a, f- a feminist cat lady? I got no bangs, way. a Peter Pan collar, and a whole lot of cats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just really... I, I like to fit into the Manic Pixie Dream Girl stereotype and then crush the souls of the men instead Subvert of lifting the them inside. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're an internal operative. Exactly, exactly. I, I, a Manic I, Pixie Nightmare bitch. Sad, <laughs> sad men um, are attracted to me and then... Like, oh, you like the Smiths? I like the Smiths. And then you kill them while no, they're No, but I flattered had someone say that to me. Be like, you like the Smiths? Like, it's amazing that you're somebody who likes the and Smiths. And I was like, oh my god, I have a vagina and I like the Smiths. I know, it's shocking. <laughs> it's amazing that Morrissey has ever spoken to the truths of my heart. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was like, oh man, this is... This is like, real life? This is the most, uh, you know, and he was just, he was totally fulfilling every story. He was a sad British man. You're like, oh, we're just doing 500 Days of Summer. So yeah, I'm exactly. Right yeah, now, yeah. Basically. Except yeah. I crushed him that night instead of it's in several months. Oh, you could have played the long game on this guy. Yeah, exactly. But, but only at your own peril. I yeah. Think. Yeah. No I fun. think it's kind of probably pretty exhausting to have to. <laughs> I mean, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what probably. were we saying about emotional labor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Um, I was just making a delighted face the whole time. So Madison and Katie have met before, um, but not really chatted, and so this is one of those getting-to-know-you kinds of podcasts. Yes. And then for me, like, I know you, and we've hung out a few times, but don't really know much about you at all. No, no. And you posted something on Facebook the other day that was just like, fuck, small talk, I just want to get into, like, deep shit, and I was like, oh, fuck, we have a place for you. Yeah, let's talk about stuff. Yeah, my office is uh, moving into, it's it's just four women in an office, and, like, we walk in, and, like, you know, it's it's a 22-year-old me, and I'm... 27 in two days and then uh my boss is 32 and the other woman is 40 and so we're all like pretty young and everyone's super open so like my co-workers 22 walked in and was just like oh fuck my IUD hurts <laughs> and and so like we never did small talk and now we're moving into this office which like has a hundred people in it and we're just kind of integrated into this office Ooh. environment and we went to visit them and like the first thing one of the people said was like oh you girls are working here you look like teenagers and I was like oh fuck right small talk I oh, forgot about God. this and I just had this like horrible sinking feeling of how much I'm gonna have to pretend do you guys it- have kids <laughs> well my key is remember the kids names you don't have to remember their names then 
Oh yeah, how's little Brethelda and exactly. Hunter and yeah. Jade Dradebrin? I would I would make a joke, but then it's like your name is also Madison. So. Yeah, I know <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because everyone <laughs> under the age of four is named Madison now. Yeah. yeah, you were you probably didn't have a lot of people with the same name growing up. Yeah, no, but if you, you were so if you went to kindergarten now, now toddlers. <laughs> I know I I'm like very resentful of other people named Madison. Like I'm I like I hate them. Like I meet them and I'm like, you're going down, bitch. Yeah, I was like. Fucking hate her. Of course, I was born in 1985, so by the time I got to grade four, there were four other Katies in my class. Oh, yeah. Like, most popular girl's name's 85. Jennifer, I want to say. Oh, yeah. Jessica, yeah. Catherine or Katie. Uh, maybe Samantha. Mm. Maybe a Christina. Yeah, there was lots of Christinas in my school. Yeah. So we had like a we had like a Catherine, a Kathy, a Katie, and a Kate is what we had to do. Oh and I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm taking Kathy or Kate. Like, uh-uh, not doing it. No, Kathy is a Kathy's a soccer mom name. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's, it's a, a it's a can I speak to the manager? name. It's a blonde Bob name. It 100 percent is. I'm just thinking of the person that I know as Kathy, and she's an older politician, and that's exactly what she Yay! looks like. Yay! See, nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> that's so funny. It's, to, it's totally like a well, I mean, like and a John and Kate plus eight kind of haircut. Yes, ex- like, that's exactly it. That's like, exactly. Excuse it. me, excuse me, excuse me. I was told. <laughs> I was thinking about the um, parade of um, stars, hollow high moms on Gilmore Girls, and that's all. That was the joke: is that they all had the same blonde bob haircut. So, the parade of the suburban mother. Exactly. Oh, they've got a lot to deal with. They need a good wash and wear haircut. Exactly. I'm like, I can't get, I can't really make fun of you that much for your haircut because, like, I'm sure it's very practical. (laughs) <laughs> I definitely accidentally have the same haircut that my mom had, like, throughout all of the 80s and oh, 90s. Oh, that's very funny. It just styled differently. She would perm hers, and it would be just, like, a poof. That, like, a hardcore 80s business lady, like, poof in the front and then tight in the back. And she would always make me pick out, like, any holes in the back. She'd, like, oh crouch God, down and be I like, do I have that. any holes? Because we have very, very, very fine hair. Yeah. So we don't want any bald spots, right? But so mine's just, just like... I love that. that. Yeah, I would, but mine, my, like... Yeah, and mine's just... Poof. Like, it's just like a troll doll's uh, hair. When you slowly up. realize you're becoming more like your mother by accident. It's not, it wasn't a slow, <laughs> I, I mean, it has been gradual forever, but I've just been so aware of it at every possible interval. Like, the, her words will come out of my mouth. I'm like, God damn it, get back in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's cram it down with a cat cookie. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm never going to be like my mom, even though she's like super amazing and lovely and everything. But then it was just like, you know, she's a nurse and all of this. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do nursing. And she's been a public health nurse for a long time. And then it's like, oh, here I am working in harm reduction. Oh, I'm getting my master's in public health. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, I'm not that. I'm a couple steps. Yeah. So, like, when, when my mom retires, I could technically take her job in Gibson's and just oh. keep doing it. And I that I've bad. considered it. <laughs> they would just switch her out for a, a slightly they newer model. Even, they wouldn't even have to change the name tags. It just says Jeffa And they'll just turn the J into a C. Sometimes. Yeah, it works. That's how typography know. functions, right? Like, exactly like that. Oh, man. I'm, like, trying to eat this cookie so quietly over no, here. No, just do it. No, I hate the sound of chewing so much. I don't want to subject anyone to it. I'm like that, too, but only with cereal. That's a very loud chew. It's a disgusting chew. <laughs> You're like that with toothbrushing. I, I hate the sound of any kind of brush against the thing. So a toothbrush or, like, a scrubby brush, mm. even that's starting to give me, like... How about, about like, like, a somebody brush? brushing your hair? Yeah. That's okay. That's but it's, nice like, time. when it's bristles on a hard surface... Yeah. Ugh, Ugh, I even thought about of it. it. And, like, it just makes me have, like... 
opposite ASMR. Oh yeah, so uh, that's like you, that's like you did not get through the Sharon Lawson Bram album very easily as a child. <gasps> I hated that fucking song, and I now won't it's even in my it. head. Oh, I'm sorry, I just had to suggest it. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. But because my mom wouldn't let me listen to that stuff because she wrote children's music. <gasps> oh, she was too competitive. Yeah, and so she Look was. Get that just rappy like, shit out of here. That was exactly it. She's like, I hate there's rappy. No, there's no goddamn banana phone in this house. Yeah. Oh so it would just be like her children's music. And she's like, Ugh, I don't want to listen to rappy. <laughs> Rappy's the shit. Yeah, no, there was no Raffi in my you house. You couldn't watch Fred Penner's place. Fred Penner was actually okay. Oh my god, did your mom have an affair with Fred Penner? You know, I wish. I did get to meet Babar. What? That's um, not true. <laughs> I mean, it was like... It's an and anthropomorphic I, I was featured on TVO and Sesame Park for her... <laughs> <laughs> I should have back up. <laughs> Your mom's a children's musician. Well, no, she's a, she writes children's music, but she also is a trauma specialist and um worked at like a suicide hotline and yeah, she does a lot of really random stuff. So. She's really the, experiencing the whole of of human yeah yeah right? but like yeah so she would like you know be on the phone with someone about like hey your daughter's on crack and gonna kill herself and then it like five minutes later it'd be like her singing like everybody knows i love my toes and it was like just a really manic <laughs> manic experience Real pendulum. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i could see like being like oh and then i can sort of help people get through hard things with fun songs Maybe you could like put it together. Uh, <laughs> oh, they were just too tall. When you're separate. on probation, <laughs> yeah, you can't do stuff. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what it was. It was just like this random. Um, I, I I have no idea. Anyway, she still does it sometimes, but it's just a very yeah, it's a very bizarre combination of things yeah. from her. So. My mom wrote a children's book, and, and she still like has been writing it since I was a kid, and it's still never finished. Hmm. And she's very into, like, categorization, and so, like, every... It's all about Canadian animals. It's called, like, the taxonomy and, of childhood or well, something. Yeah, yeah, and so it's, like, every, every character, like, starts with a different letter of the alphabet. So there's, like, Aerith the goose, and B the bear, and then C the cougar, like, D the duck. Like, okay. they all have different names like that, and it's, like, this goose that decided not to fly south. And fell in love with a salmon who then had to, like, leave him and spawn. This is just sad. I know. That's tragic. It is yeah. actually kind of tragic. They definitely she knows... don't have compatible genitals. <laughs> she knows they're usually short. Children's books are usually short. This is, like, it's her, it's and... her life's work. I'm really interested to see if she'll ever, like, publish the thing. But she's, like, painted illustrations and, oh like, all gosh. kinds of stuff for it. It's just been, like, an ongoing project for, like, her whole, like, for my whole life. Wow. Very interesting. <laughs> So these characters are, like, uh, intimately entwined in, like, your consciousness, kind of. Wow. My mom plays golf. (laughs) (laughs) That's very cute. My mom plays golf, too. She's a good cook. (laughs) Like, she's never written anything other than an email to her golf ladies in her life, though. She's like, I'm the I'm the rule fascist. That's what they call. That's what they email me like, oh, is this against a golf rule? And then I have to rule on the golf rule. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like, that's, that's so sweet. I was like, thank you, mom. You've cured my insomnia. I'm gonna sleep forever now. <laughs> that's so mean. I care. I care about the things she cares about. That's awesome. <laughs> as much as she cares about the things that I. Care yeah, about. exactly. You have to kind of meet halfway. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Halfway is a field, like way the fuck out there. <laughs> Probably close to Cloverdale where she lives. 
Oh boy. Mm. Moms. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have whole lives apart from raising us. Yeah, pretty yeah. interesting. That's it's it's a thing that's always on my mind as I'm like thinking about having children where it's just like what is my life going to be and what are what kind of weird stories are my kids going to tell? It's like, ugh, my mom like abandons me for like two hours every day to like go to the attic with her girlfriend and they just like laugh and record it so <laughs> dumb <laughs> and, but then you like half tell yourself that they'll be like no my kid's gonna understand that I'm fulfilling my creative dreams <laughs> so like they're These gonna children are such unselfish creatures yeah exactly so like like I do that all the time like you know my, because I, I, you know, I when I came to the realization I wanted kids, I was like, fuck. I don't want to want them. Like, yeah, I, I really didn't. But then I was like, oh, and I'm sure they'll appreciate having, like, two academic parents and, like, blah, blah. I'm like, no, they won't. <laughs> I know a lot of children of academics. I know. They'll be, they'll be alcoholics. It's not going to be good. They're going to be uh, definitely not liked among their peers because their vocabularies will be too good to I know. I didn't even have the academic parents, and I was like that. People were like, fuck you, weirdo. Oh, no. I was, like, tortured in elementary school for that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Tortured. Oh, yeah. And I had a sister. You like big words. Why don't you eat this dictionary or something? Yeah, like, exactly. I, I I'm was... glad you said shenary at the end of the <laughs> And you like big words. Eat this dick. Shenary. <laughs> That's only four letters. That's not yeah. a big... <laughs> It's a very small word. <laughs> Might be a big thing, but a very small word. Well, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Elementary school. Oh, God, no, no. Oh, Glavin. <laughs> it's not good. Mm-mm. Oh, boy. So what have we been up to? Yeah, well, how was your week? <laughs> my week, just flat out. Just it didn't eat a dick. My week kind of... You know what? Uh, I, I was just... I was super honest from the get-go that this last week. I, I just... Work fucking sucked. Oh, my no. boss is away and my colleagues away so it's there's usually three staff members and we're three of us all summer all of us there nothing to do pretty much and then the second the first week of class comes around one of them's on vacation the other one gets called away for a family emergency oh, and the no. only person in the administration for my department my three departments just all by myself for the first week and it was fine it was actually fine nobody yelled at me it was all cool it was just very busy and Lots of people dropping in on you, and, and I was very fragile. You know, like Aww. I would just say to people, like, I don't have time to do this right now. Like everybody's like, "Well, where's nice Katie? This is like a weird mean Katie." I'm like, "I'm not here to just be a bucket for you to throw things in." You know, I'm really, so I was really. You like, told me some stories about like you standing up for yourself and which asserting. Is I sassed someone I sh- probably shouldn't have, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think I'm gonna get in trouble for it because I was like, "This really isn't my problem, and I'm busy, and I don't need to listen to this right now." I totally get that though. Like today, I had to like take a stand. Like this morning, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when my cat fosters. Um, <laughs> Uh, and you'd be, like, surprised, like, essentially, like, they, they're like, I want a cat, I don't want a cat, I want a cat, get rid of this cat, and, like, act like cats are trading cards. So they'll take a cat in and be like, I don't like this cat, I yeah, want a cat? Yeah, yeah, or they'll oh be like, God. this cat peed, I'm like, well, or, they like, this cat peed on, like, a couch, and I was like, well, you let it out and didn't follow the rules, so, whatever. So I, I, I finally was like, like, I've been so nice and approachable the past, like, three months I've been doing, like, foster coordinating, and then finally I was just this, I was like, you gotta make up your mind, lady! I was like... I was I like, like listen, I was like, I work a full-time job, I'm doing my PhD applications, and I'm trying to work 20 hours a week, or I'm trying to volunteer about 20 hours a week with Vokra, and I was like, so make up your mind. I like it. 
And I was just like, I mean, I didn't say the cats aren't trading cards thing, but like mm-hmm. I came very near and they're like super preppy, um, like a May-December romance couple living in North Van who play tennis. And I'm just like, they're like, we thought we'd be great at this because our house is open concept. Holy fuck. That, I couldn't write that as a hilarious, yeah. like. That is like a fucking Harry. Is it Harry Shearer yeah. who does that? Uh, who oh, does the the help. fake documentaries? Best in Show. Yeah. Who does that? Is that? Oh, what's his name? Um, ah, oh, the guy who did Harry Met Sally. Oh, cripes, Rob Reiner. Mm. Oh, actually, I don't even know no, if he directed. No, he, he didn't direct that. those. He was just Mm-mm. in Spinal Tap. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I got confused. Right. But yeah, no, those, those, yeah, like, like uh, you couldn't write dialogue. The mockumentary like that. stuff, yeah, like, that sounds like you're doing, like, a Vokra mockumentary. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, we did joke about. This would be a talking head interview or something with the two of them. <laughs> we did joke about, I said we should do a parody to raise funds that instead of, like, 16 and pregnant, it should be six months and pregnant. Because <laughs> we have so many, like, moms who are, like, so, so young. Yeah. And so we were, like, making up, like, fake dialogue that would be, like, voiceovers, <laughs> like, like, My life had just begun and it was already over. <laughs> yeah, well, I always joke that they're teen moms who just, like, want to party. And so it's just, like, she hadn't taken a stroll in the back alley in weeks. And, like, <laughs> like how would she tell, how would she explain the two tuxedo cats to her boyfriend? <laughs> the, um, the, uh, one of the, the, the chair of my department got a uh, got a Vokra cat on my recommendation, oh, and really? the cat's a demon. Oh yeah, an absolute demon. And uh, I feel kind of bad, but but my chair is also like, I love her. She's great. It's fine. She stopped mauling me constantly. It's, <laughs> but it's like the the commitment. She's yeah. like, this is a full on adoption. She was like, well, I'm committed now, so this is my cat till it's not alive anymore. See, but that's the thing is that like that is something I admire. Yeah. And you also like with feral cats or with cats who are super shy, it's like such an achievement. Like I had one foster who sat and ate his dinner in his bathtub to keep the cat company and not intrude on her space. Wow. Aww. And I was like. I love you. That's really cute. That's next level shit. That is yeah. Next level um, shit. and then you have other people who are just like, "This cat hissed." I'm like, I don't. I was like, yeah, I'm sure you're not. I'm viral. like, I'm sure you're not a walk in the park either. <laughs> like, I would just feel so embarrassed, like bringing a cat back. Like, I'd be like, I am. Here's five hundred dollars. I feel horrible. I made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I made a mistake. This is not your fault. <laughs> It's not the cat's fault. It's my fault. I'm not good enough. Yeah, people people blame the cat. I'm like, no, you're awful. I was like, the cat, the I'm cat. I'm sure the cats suck from time to time. But well, from it's not time their to fault. time, but like that's more a personality mismatch kind of thing. Because yeah. like I work as matchmaker for cats and people, oh so I like look at their personality profiles and look at like cat Yenta. and look at like the people's personality profiles and I like match them. That is the cutest <laughs> thing ever. So like that's what I do, and so I'm just like. You're both introverted and you love Jeopardy. This is going to work perfectly. Like, pretty much. It's like one person was like, well, I'm a nurse and I work long hours. I'm like, well, this cat only likes to eat when people aren't in the house. So I think this will work. That's so That's amazing. Random. So you get to do, like, personality profiles of all these cats and, like, um, do they hang out with you and you get to know them and you, like, write them up? or like? Uh, well, I get to know the fosters and so I get to know them and then the cats, some, 
sometimes I get to know them and sometimes just other people who see them on the day to day because I'm not actually working in the shelter. Um, and then sometimes I'll go on the shelter and meet them and stuff like that. But yeah, so essentially I like read, like I really am like the, I'm an algorithm essentially. Like I, I, I read profiles and then I match. <laughs> That's like my dream job. Yeah. And I I'm like, for people. and I was like, yeah. I really wish I got paid for this. <laughs> Ain't that the way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're good at something, do it for free forever till you're exhausted. Exactly. Is, exactly. I believe how it's said. <laughs> well, I, I essentially had to have like my partner was like, "You need to cut down on the cat stuff," and I was like, "You right. tell me what to do." I was like, "I think you're right." I was like, "I'm very tired, <laughs> very tired, and I'm hating people more than usual." Oh, that's tough. It's really tough. Volunteering can be very thankless, which is not great. Yeah, yeah. I I have a lot of volunteers that are coming through my office. They really want to get involved in, like, local politics and whatever. And I'm like, cool, I have so much data entry for you to do. And they're like, like, oh, that's not what I want to do. And so this poor guy was very gung-ho, and he, like, showed up on a day. Like, he was just like, oh, I just decided to come by and do volunteering. And it was like, today wasn't a good day for him to come by. I was super busy. I had lots of meetings. And I couldn't really spend a lot of time. I didn't know he was coming. And so he just, like, sat in my office for two hours Ugh. with his eyes closed in the corner. Ooh. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, but that's, like, part of the problem is that, like, when people volunteer for things, like, I, I mean, I find this, like, with my fosters a lot. It's, like, they think of themselves as martyrs. And, like, they're, like, why aren't you using me? I'm so good at that. Like, mm. I'm so, I'm such a good person. And I'm, like, are you doing this because you want to be doing this? Or are you doing this because you're just, like, look, you at, this, feel good about look at the sacrifices I make mm-hmm. in this world to yep. make it a better place? And I'm, like, uh, there's a lot of Christian organizations you can volunteer with in Africa if you want to do that. <laughs> you just want, like, a nice picture you can put up on your Facebook profile yeah. and hold, like, a, a baby that's darker than you and yeah, be, like, exactly. look how good I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do that with a cat. <laughs> That's dark. That's really awful. Um I, I yeah, I was volunteer I volunteered last summer with some like uh um like school school programs for kids during the summer. Mm-hmm. And I worked with like I'm not I, I'm like being so careful about what yeah, I what you're I not say. Allowed I wasn't say allowed that. to say I'm not allowed to say like what the nature of the work was or right. anything specific about the kids. Oh my god, I'm so but curious. I, just, I know, but I love this one story just cuz it's just I I think I've told it on the podcast before but there's just this one girl who was like we're not allowed to touch the kids, but yeah, they can touch us. Oh, wow. And they did constantly. And I got sick so many times over the summer. Like, I got colds after a cold after a cold after a cold last summer. <laughs> I was like, oh, this sucks. I love yeah. these kids, but how do I reach these kids? But they just made me so physically ill yeah, from no. being around them because they're just so sticky and they touch your face. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one was like, I want to try your shoes on. I was like, I don't want you to try my shoes on. She's like, but I would like to try them on very much, please. So I'm like, <laughs> fine. And I let her try my shoes on. She's like, oh my God, your feet are so big and they're sweaty. It's like, yeah. Well, now you know not to ask for that ever again, you She's little learned weirdo. her lesson. Yeah. She's learned her lesson. But it's so true. You get so sick. Like, my sister so has honest. four kids. Oof. And I was so sick. That's a lot. That's of, too, too many. When I, when yeah. I visited them, well, they were twins. <laughs> Both of them? Well, no. An 11-year-old, an 8-year-old, and two 3-year-old twins. Oh, okay. So, like, two. Oh, a third baby. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, my partner and I went and visited them. Three-year-old twins. That's adorable and horrible. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, and and when I went and visited them, I was sick within, like, half a day. And the boys, the older two boys, were just, like, it was, like, she's like, I live in a frat house. Because they just walk around in their boxers with superhero shirts on and play video games. No, sounds like they're taking care of themselves. You don't have to deal the with it. Three-year-old twins. Oh my god, are they all boys or? Uh, one girl. One of the twins. Yeah, one of the twins. 
So they're not identical then. No, no, no. And and uh, Sadie's just like a little weirdo. I love her. Oh, like, good. but she she like loves playing guitar. Huh. She likes to sits there and just like strums guitar. That's cute. And she like loves her little piano and she loves water and will like just hang on the tub for three hours. Okay, but she's a, a she's yeah. a total little weirdo. Yeah, exactly. And she flips her hair like a little prima donna and goes like. <sighs> <laughs> That's and I'm just, just like the weight of the world's on her shoulders. Yeah, clearly. exactly. So I was just like, you're gonna be just fine. Yeah, yeah. I grow up, she's gonna have either the biggest or the quietest personality in the world. Growing up at three. Boys. Well, I was I was really shy when I was a kid, and now I'm not at all. And I have no idea when the switch went off, but it went have, off big. You got lots of siblings. Uh, my sister's nine years older than me, and my brother's seven years older than me. So, I think that kind of helped teach me how to be a loud mouth. <laughs> to be heard from yeah, yeah yeah exactly totally. um but yeah I, I think they uh well my brother was like super shy but when it was just him and I hanging out he would just like torture me like he like locked me in the bathroom and turned off the lights from the outside and locked the door and was like oh, <laughs> oh my god that's what girls in grade seven did to me when I was in, like second grade at school no! they're like bloody Mary's gonna get you oh, threw me in the bathroom yeah. and like bar- <gasps> barricaded the door oh my god that's out. cruel guess who still has trouble peeing in public bathrooms yeah Disney. I'm not surprised about <laughs> I I can't have um shower curtains closed when huh. I go, I can't. Because of I'm, Psycho or? Uh, no, no, even worse. Just even don't like more, the way it feels when it touches you. <laughs> even more oh. embarrassing, it's um, because of the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode of The Simpsons. Oh my God. And Smithers walks in and Mr. he pulls back the shower curtain in his dream and Mr. Burns is there naked. And that terrified me. <laughs> Oh my god. I thought when you said The Simpsons, well, I mean, you said Who Shot Mr. Burns, but I immediately went to that episode of The Simpsons where Homer pulls the gummy DeMilo off the babysitter's oh, yeah. butt, and then the, the news is, like, watching his house constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, and then Homer, like, is getting out of the shower one day, and he sees all the news people and slips and pulls the shower yeah. curtain over himself. It's like, Homer Simpson sleeps in a special oxygen tent that he says gives him sexual power. Yeah. You know, I wish that was it. It would <laughs> probably like, oh, no. just be funnier. I need to keep this open or I'll get weird sexual power. <laughs> Beyond what I already possess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was definitely just Mr. Burns in the shower. No, well, he, oh, they really God. made him as terrifying as possible. Whenever they would yeah. show him naked, it was so, like, pathetic but also terrifying. So. Yeah. Is like, You're too oh, aware of mortality, too you know, young in age. You know the sexy BDSM 70-year-old that lives in our neighborhood? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Fog? He's oh, like, the guy from fucking, who started Next? Yeah, he's like a kink guy, and yeah. he's oh, like okay. 70, and he wears like super short shirts all year Oh my year god, round. I thought you said seven. Oh, no. no. Oh, 70. thank god. No, 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 no. He's old, not super young. Okay, <laughs> 70's fine. Yeah, but he's like super, super ripped, like he's super exercisey and Big muscly beard, and yeah. stuff like that. But he, I saw him today, this morning, and he looks like old and frail now, and it made me Aww. really sad. That's a uh, bummer of a story. He probably like still putting stuff up his butt and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and do you know what? He lived his life to the fullest. I think he's still going lived pretty strong, but like, yeah, yeah, definitely. He did flog me once at a... It was like a kink trade show or something wow. like that. Aww, yeah. It's like, like, huh, why not get one from the master? Well, it's, <laughs> That's a story to tell at well, his funeral. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin Fontana and I went to do research. Uh, it was like the very first Vancouver Sex Expo, yeah. which like is basically just like Sexpo. a dildo trade show. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's or corsets. All, just like all these really, really bad, horrible plastic 
things that just, like, it always smelled like a dollar store. <laughs> They're like, you can shove this up in every orifice. We have one for your ear. We have one for your nose. Ooh, sweet, an ear dildo. Yeah. yeah. But so we did it for, like, the UBC Music art newspaper, newspaper like or whatever. Answer. Yeah. And uh, it's like, let's go do research for, you know, whatever. And yeah. so we went to the, they had, like, a kink village in the middle of it. And so Fog was there giving, like, flogging. And a, so I... A fogging? Yes. And so I got up on the... On the like T or Saint like Andrew's cross. yeah, St. Andrew's cross, and just like yeah, and he like tied me to that and spanked my butt a little bit with a little whip, and uh, then he ate my sandwich. Oh, what? <laughs> that what I thought you were gonna <laughs> say? No, 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 I did not. I was like, Whoa! <laughs> the temperature just got. <laughs> I was just like, oh wow! I did not think you, that's where I was going. You just ate a sandwich that you had made. I had a sandwich in my hand, and he totally domed me. He was like, "Give me that sandwich." And, and then you like, ate. You're it's like, okay. my, it's mine, and he was like, "Give it." And he just took a bite and then gave it back to me. <laughs> that's really funny. Oh my funny. god! Did that do anything for you? You're like, no, I wanted that sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of. <laughs> you were like, oh, it did wow. not do anything for you. It's funny, like in. I hate being told what to do so much, and then, but in certain circumstances... No, but do you know what? That's, like, isn't that, like, the stereotype yeah. that, like, women who... Like to be in control. Like to be in control or just, like, do whatever you want to me. <laughs> like, when they get into bed, like, please give me a break. I'm wanna... so tired of being in control. Yeah. I'm, I'm so just, sleepy. I'm just so competent. Please just... Like... <laughs> yeah, please, please dominate me. me. my duty for just one moment. Yeah, here. yeah it's yeah. like, this is a break. Well, I need a vacation. It's the stereotype of, like, the... the a high-powered businessman yeah. who's into, like, yeah, being treated like a baby or whatever. I have a, fr- I have a friend who's a former dominatrix, and uh, she said, like, yep, all of those things that you hear are totally true. That's what my friend who's a dominatrix said, and yep. she uh, she said the exact same thing, and she specializes in, like, intense humiliation, and she's like, it's fucking great. She's like, because she I'm said- in the wrong industry. She said- It'd dom- be less, less embarrassing to be in the sex industry than in academic administration. <laughs> Yeah, you get flogged all the time in academic administration. Yeah, and I don't even get any bonuses for it. Yeah, exactly. It's like it doesn't even turn you on. I get humiliated on. on a pretty regular basis. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, she was telling me she's just like, she said being, for her, being a dominatrix was so funny. Because the whole situation is like really fun. And like sex is really funny funny. It's yeah. super funny. It's hilarious. And then, like, you know, sex trade shows, like, dildos are hilarious. <laughs> and, like, all that's so funny. So she was just, like, always laughing. So that's how she got into the humiliation thing, because she's just like, it's so funny that I just laugh at these men and tell them they're pathetic. And I'm like, that's everything I want. Oh my god, I would do that I want to do free. that. Yeah, I was like, I do that on a regular basis, but people get mad at me. I've been giving that out for free on Twitter oh for so yeah. long. Yeah. Oh. That's what I did in grad school. I was like, fuck. Could have gotten paid for this? Oh man, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Ugh, I'm in the wrong industry, mm-hmm. but yeah, no. My friend who's who who does this or has historically done that work, and I don't know if she does anymore, but was like, yeah, it's uh, it's very cathartic, honestly. Like at the end of the week, because she also worked in an office at the same time, so it was kind of like I just got to imagine that it was my boss. Oh yeah, that's cute. And I would just leave him like wobbling. Well, I'll- Older white men look the same. It's very true. <laughs> so just it's blend into true. one white marshmallow mass. The cookies are so good. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm good. laughing so hard about that because it's very true. The cookie, the cookie thing, and also that they all look very much oh the same. God. Yeah. Or they sound the same more than they even. They yeah, just, like, more their than they look the same. Their vibe is always identical. You know what these cookies taste like? Is those chocolate Teddy Grahams? <gasps> oh my That's god! Exactly really? 
really? Yeah. Like, that's the awesome. Texture's quite similar too. Mm-hmm. These are so good. They're oh, very I'm generous. so glad they're. Um, yeah, they were. Well, as we were talking about, uh, I've just been baking a lot because I started watching the Great British Bake Off because it's cheaper than therapy. Yeah. And when I was going everyone's through, so nice to each other. I discovered that show. Uh, my friend Luna was like, "This is an amazing show. You should watch it." And I started watching it after going through like a really bad like scary thing at work and I was dealing with like mega anxiety yeah, yeah. and I started watching it and it's just so soothing mm-hmm. for the soul everyone's so nice to each other the hosts are so gorgeous and like really kind and I just love watching them like make all their tasty treats yeah well, I really just want to be Sue Perkins when I grow up um, well yeah I mean, like, I, I always, yes, of I course always think, you do. I think that if I move, if I ever, not move, if I go to the UK and if I do any stand-up there, I'm going to just introduce my, because you always have to do your intro as, like, a little bit of self-deprecation, like, a little bit of, I know what you're thinking, yeah. kind of thing. It's like, that's trite, but it always works. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like I know, you guys are like, hey, when did Sue Perkins have sex with Elmo and have a baby? Because <laughs> that's what I look like. <laughs> or Ronald McDonald, go, if you prefer. Go blazer shopping with her. Oh, oh we would get fine blazers together. Mm-hmm. It, would be, it would be very sassy. It's just, eat lots of good food. Mm-hmm. They're all like, I mean, one of the things I noticed, I was just, because the only two reality sh- TV shows I like now, well, I like that one, and I like Project Runway. Mm-hmm. And that's because as much as there's still like a bit of American drama in the Project Runway, it's like Tim Gunn just loves them all so much. Mm-hmm. And I, and he's always talking about how much he loves them, and I'm like, they're like a family! And, I, and I'm like, sometimes they like give each other fabric. And then when I watched The Great British Bake Off, I was just like, that guy's not even mad they're at the sure fact that she, he, he wasn't even mad that someone accidentally used his custard. Yeah, that He nice, wasn't nice even man. upset. And, and in America, he well, would have murdered him. I haven't seen that. Shut up. <laughs> no, that's not the new one. That's the that's last year. I know, but I'm watching season four and season seven at the same time. Because <laughs> I just started, and the first few years of reality TV shows are usually not that great. So I just jumped into season four. Okay. And I'm watching season seven. I want to see the one with Nadia. I don't know. That, that was the most recent. That's not one. the one that's happening that's now. That's not the one that's season yeah. six. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I, I started watching it, though, because. The Game of Thrones podcast I listen to, I sponsor them. Like, it's a Patreon, so I sponsor them. And one of the guys loves baking. And so they're like, everyone was like, we want you to cover the Great British Bake Off. And so it's like these two male comedians talking about the Great British <gasps> Bake Off. Um, I want to listen to that. <laughs> it's uh, Red Scott and Ivan Hernandez on Boris Gore and Swords. And it's uh, delightful because they're both, like, like kind of... They're, like, feminist men. They have hmm. primarily lady guests on. Um, they've had, like, Guy Branham on and, like, stuff like I that. Guy yeah. He's, I, yeah, I can't get enough of Guy Branham. I just, I'm just, like, I, you know, you know how there's those people who are, like, oh, my God, we would so be friends in real life. But really, and really intelligent. But yeah. I was, like, I really would think we would be great friends. I just, I just listen to, I don't usually listen to Bullseye, Jesse Thorne's podcast. No disrespect or anything. I mean, he's a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. juggernaut. But, uh but I accidentally downloaded an episode of, of because it had uh, Margaret Atwood and Guy Branham. And Guy Branham. Yeah, and also yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. I love. So. Awesome. I listen so to Pop like Rocket. The, the guy, guy with Margaret Atwood was such a, it was all about That's her incredible. new book, which I just finished reading when I finally listened to this <gasps> is podcast. It good? Like, I'll tell you about it after if you want to know anything about it. I but do. It's like, it is, it's good. It's very weird. Is that the win where someone like fucks a bear? No. Oh, that's another one. No, that's got to be the Flood trilogy. I no, think. it wasn't. Okay. Margaret Atwood has I think a bear she, fucking book. Oh, no, no, no. That bear book is not by her. It's by oh, someone else. It's by, okay. I know exactly what you're talking a, about. Oh, no, it is. You're right. You're right. And my friend Tiana has told me, like, 
oh, people joke about that book because it looks so weird, but, but it's actually amazing. an amazing piece of Canadian literature. It's very important. I was like, no, I just want to talk about the fact that this lady wants to fuck a bear. She's like, no, 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 it's beyond that. It's more important than that. And it's not like it's a not bear that, like, apparently it's not like a bear who acts like a person. It's just a bear. And she fucks she that bear. She fucks the bear. She oh. fucks that bear. I don't know anything about it other than the fact that I've been told it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's an incredible piece of Canadian literature. But it is not, so it's not. No, okay, that was this, my mistake. This then. book is about, uh, it's a near future uh, speculative book about, Yeah, don't like, you dare call it science fiction. She'll, she'll kill get you. really mad at you. Uh, she's easing up on it a bit lately. But she's kind of, <laughs> it, it's, it's like about... Um, being constantly surveilled and also like the idea of like what do you want to give up for comfort Ugh. are you willing to be like a, a permanently sur- like are you willing to spend a month of uh, m- one month on one month off in a prison to be cared for the rest of the time oh like, my gosh so it's like a really weird intentional community and there's a lot of stuff about sex and sex bots and sexuality and very that kind of stuff very cool she's, she's very lewd I find her books quite quite sexual. I gotta start which... reading real fiction again, because I've just been reading, like, a lot of... Uh, to get through my uh, masters, masters yeah. I read all of Game of Thrones, <laughs> and then I read all of Outlander. <laughs> Excellent choices. Have you been watching frankly. that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. And, 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 like, I would... My... Cutting out pictures of Sam Hewen's butt and sticking him up in your locker. Yeah. And... Well, uh... Mm, like, I would... Indeed. I, I would finish watching it, and then, um, I would, like, go into, like, the study, like, where my partner was like working I'm like hey and he's How like you doing? he's like did you just finish watching outlander i'm like did yes. you just finish watching season one episode seven of outlander i'm like yeah, again i'm just yeah. like so can we <laughs> like please are you watching a specially edited version of season one episode seven of outlander that's just all the sex scenes mm-hmm. the nude stuff season yes, two wasn't yes. nearly enough sex i know i was just like i haven't seen and like i mean i i, I try a lot to like um I've stopped trying to validate my trash taste sometimes, and now I've You're just, like, <laughs> accepted it, and I'm just like, trash, I just want to see, yeah. I just want to see boners. <laughs> You're a woman after my own Like, heart. I was like, like, when, when, um, uh. Just want to see boners, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> I thought I really do. I'm seem just... nightmare bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, like, I get really upset when I'm just, like, like, I am just, uh, like, Game of Thrones did to us this season, where they're like, here's a dick in the worst possible circumstance. Yeah. And I'm just like, how about a hot dick? How about Has fucking... sexy, non-rapey dick. Bring Pablo Pascal back from the dead and... Just show... Just show him fucking... He can have a zombie at the dick. Same time. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, he's so beautiful. I'm just like, please. Is, is he worth watching Narcos for, I wonder? I've, I've watched the first season and, and it's... Yes. Yeah. Okay. The answer is yes. He's, he's got, a, he's got kind of a grody mustache, but it's That's still never it stopped work. you ever, no. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there with a dirty mustache. We've all been weak for specific dirty mustaches in our lives. Yeah. Manic Pixie Nightmare Bitch. All right, I got them both written. Down. They're both really long titles, but I like them. I, you oh know what? God. There's something. I still read a lot when I was doing my undergrad, which a lot of people were like, how do you even find the time? I'm like, I literally don't do anything else other than do school work yeah, and same. read my books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I can't not read fiction. Like, I just... I yeah, yeah, I'm to, the same way. I need it to shut off my anxiety brain. Yeah, me too. And yeah, Chris and I have talked about this at length on the, on the podcast where we love survivalist fiction. Yeah, me too, kind. yeah. Like, we're so into it. I love stuff about cults, too. Mm. 
I need some recommendations from you, obviously. <laughs> I, uh, we, we've, we've talked <laughs> yeah. about, okay. Well, we've, Chris and I've talked at length about our love for the caveman sex books or the uh, uh, Clan of the Cave Bear series oh. by Jane, Jane Owl, which is like about um, a Cro-Magnon woman who was raised by Neanderthals. That sounds great. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking great. It's really good. There we've, are definitely some passages it. in there that are a little bit horny and decent. <laughs> They're very sexual. Yeah. That's fine. That's why the caveman sex books and why it's really funny. My mom was trying I like to get my me to read them for so long. I like my porn with plot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this will work then for you. Yeah. It's yeah. very purple prose when it comes to the sexy, like, uh, her woman cavern and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I'm like, great. Good, great. Perfect. Uh, can you describe the boner for me, please? Yeah, okay. I'm like, more boners. Now, does well, it list to port or starboard? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a charcoal sketch as I'm listening to this audiobook here. Veiny, smooth. <laughs> are, we, are we talking circumcised? No, this is back in the day, so definitely not. No, definitely not. not definitely not. This is, He'll be cleans under that force. It's in though. a turtleneck. Mm. I'm sure he does. Yeah, they're very responsible. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, like, book cavemen. This book, like, they describe this guy's dick a lot. And Great. How it's, like, Perfect. unusually large. And, like, normally most women can't handle it, but then, like, but the this woman... bitch can. <laughs> oh, my God. Until one day. She's got a cavernous vagina. <laughs> Clearly. Oh, my gosh. Or just very accommodating. Oh, God. I was talking with a, a girlfriend earlier, or, like, a couple weeks ago, about how, like, there's always one point in in any any woman who sleeps with men or uh, I probably anyone who sleeps with men there's that one point where you just see one that's just too scary big <laughs> and you're like will not happen like oh that's 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 very nice but I must bid you adieu yeah uh, <laughs> congratulations also goodbye <laughs> farewell <laughs> this is not gonna he's just gonna Oh, it just sounds like a bass note while he walks around. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's and it's always it's always someone you don't expect. Yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mom and dad. They're yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> She'll probably listen to this. Sorry. You're, oh no, I have a loving and supportive mother. Yeah, <laughs> you I love hear me you. talk about all these boners. Your parents listen to this too. They do. But they might not listen to this one. They won't listen to all of them. They're like, you just keep putting them out. I'm like, yeah, it's weekly. I'm really sorry that I keep talking. I'm, I talk to, about boners all the time. Sorry, audience. Oh, I no. can't help it. I can't go through we a day. boners. <laughs> They're so gross. Get them away from me. Pap. <laughs> That's me slapping away the ding so, Pap. Pap. Get out of here. They'll slap you right back. <laughs> it's the snack that smacks back. <laughs> My my um my, my my girlfriend and I were having tea last night and uh, she uh, so innocent I know it was and and we were talking about because she went through like a breakup um and she's like how do I ask people for their um doctor's notes oh to make sure they don't have that yeah 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 and I'm just like you just ask yeah you just ask when was the last time you got tested yeah I was like you just you just ask mm-hmm. and she's like. I just don't know what I'm gonna do. They probably won't be able to provide. Uh, a, That's what a form. I told her. They I don't was like, generally it's not usually you, you have to have a certain level of trust. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Everything's risky. Be as safe as you can. Yeah. Exactly. Can we totally invent like a spray thing that you can just like spray on someone's junk and it's like it no glows in the dark. It like glows in the dark. Like, oh, I meant like it was gonna be like a like a like it would just stop anything from getting out of there. Oh, okay. Uh, I was thinking like, a sp- like you a spray, spray it on, on and it would be like. like 
lets you feel whatever, but you won't get pregnant, you won't get the disease. I'm like, I gotta get it to the lab. I was listening to... The laboratory. To, I was listening to a podcast, and they actually did a live... Um, Sex show? No, they did a live <laughs> HIV test. Oh, yeah. Which was really, really cool to show Wouldn't how easy it is. fucking sucked if that person had HIV? That's what she said. She's like, I would get so many listeners, but this would be awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when, oh my but God. it was actually, like, a really cool thing to show, like, hey, mm-hmm. it's really simple. You can get home tests on the mm-hmm. internet, like, on Amazon, some a lot of places you can get free, and I was like, wow, I like really respect that you're doing this on air, and like how vulnerable, yeah, you're putting, yeah. I was like, "Mm, good job for your art. Yeah. At the uh, the research study that I worked on, we would do like point of contact HIV testing for everybody that would come back every six months, and or just like anyone that walked in basically that wanted it. We were just like, yeah, sure, like it's very easy to do. Yeah. But apparently, like it's as a screening tool, sometimes you can get false positives. I've heard that. Yeah. the most so you get the freak out before, and then you go in, and it's like, yeah. you know. But yeah, it's it, it's uh, I mean, like it's progress. Yeah, so, it was a big deal. Like a lot of us, like when we started doing the the POC tests, that uh, ugh, I just lost my train of thought completely. We uh, like all of our staff members got tested, and it was really funny. Or it was just like I'm actually I got nervous. I like went in. I like, think you to can't the, help Like it. the nurse, and then like I'm pretty sure like I'm a pretty safe person, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. But what it's if? It's a non. It's always a non-zero knows? chance if you're not a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And yeah. so then it's like we all did that as like a team building exercise at work, and it was like, oh, cool. Okay. You're that like as exciting that's as a really the cat cafe, mind you, but <laughs> I did that for a team building exercise. So did my wife just yesterday. She sent me a message like, guess where I am. We did that for a team building. We went. To cafe. Well, it makes a lot of sense for. Oh wait, is that for your cat? No, no, no. Oh, that was for my office because um my my boss actually like loves cats and brings her cat into the office sometimes. It doesn't seem like a good animal to bring into an office. He's like super chill. She like travels with him. What's he shit in? Um, she has. We have like a box for him with litter in it. That's like, like a litter box, you might say. <laughs> yeah, like that, similar. <laughs> um, but more cardboard. Like, it's really just, like, a bag and a cardboard box that she throws some litter in. And, like, but but during my, he he was there during my um, six-month review and took a shit during my review. Wouldn't it be so horrible to get fired while a cat was shitting next to you? Like, wow, this is the greatest indignity I have ever suffered. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And thank you, especially, Felix. Yeah, I was like, wow, okay, this is something she's like i'm really sorry i have to pause this so that i can clean up his poo it's just really smelly i'm like okay cool so i'm doing good right like so i get those benefits now so i didn't shit in front of you so you really like me yeah exactly it's like i'll get those benefits i get those sweet sweet bennies do i get them Mm -hmm. oh boy do you want to take a little break i got a piece let's do it we'll be back Hello. I don't know why I made that so musical, but I did. Well, it's nice. nice, beautiful. Yeah. You've got the voice of an angel. <laughs> a really shitty angel. <laughs> One of those reject angels. One of those, like, piece of shit angels. <laughs> oh, man. Now it's getting warm again. Yeah. I'm feeling it. It's fine. Well, I'll survive. We've got water. We can make another swamp cooler with some ice if we wanted to. Yeah, it's not nearly as hot as it has been. So it's just, we had a really nice bit of respite last week when we had Kyle on. It was like maybe 24 degrees maximum in here. We're like, ooh, it's practically chilly. Put on the sweaters. (laughs) Poor Fatima got the worst of it, I think. It was so hot. 
We just just it sounds like someone is masturbating in the background through the whole thing. So we're like using paper fans. Oh and it's no! Only you would think that. <laughs> just very. Flattering. Only me. Only I am you. the only person who would think that. <laughs> <laughs> Madison might think it. Mm, I might. <laughs> I'd be like, that sounds like there's a lot of boners getting worked over there. <laughs> Can I come over? <laughs> what? What if? Like, how many boners are we talking here? How many boners are there? Three. Mm, don't know if it's. I don't get out of bed for less than five boners. <laughs> yes. I don't turn off Great British bake off for less than five boners. What if that was our podcast gimmick? There's just a man masturbating in the background of every podcast. We never, it's a bad gimmick. Chris. We don't talk about it. You we just hear like, fap, fap, fap. We don't even, but at one point, we never he'll have an orgasm. <laughs> you don't know. And so you have to listen to the whole thing because you never know when it's going to happen. Well, that's what um on Kevin Allison on Risk does. He, uh, he starts off his podcast or ends it sometimes, which is the sound of him coming. What? You didn't know this? No. I've only listened to a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he like will record himself. He's a huge exhibitionist. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard so. him talk about having sex. A bunch, no, but... no, he yeah, like he was just like so you'll be listening to it and it'll end with like you know some nice music and then you'll just hear like <laughs> like him coming. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've definitely heard a few stories on risk one of a woman who like took a guy home and then shit all over him while they were trying to have sex. Ooh, no thanks. Like, Awkward. Oof. Pass, pass. Awkward is a word for it, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah, it's really awkward. This is like a weird conversation at a bank. You shit on me. That's something you'll never forget. Never Nobody forgets life. their first time getting shit on. Oh, my God. I don't think another person has ever shit on me. Not even a baby, thank God. Mm, yeah, me neither. Yeah, I think I'm good. Knock wood. Yeah, I'm like, where's the... This is all very metal in here. There you go. Now you're <laughs> Found safe. it. We're good. Now, you're safe. No, no now if only there is more boners, and then I can knock on wood. <laughs> knock on many different types of wood. <laughs> this one's more like a teak, it feels like. <laughs> I just picture it because, like, my partner builds guitars, and so there's tone wood. Like, you tap it, and it makes, like, nice notes and stuff. And I was just thinking of someone, like, going up to all the different boners, like, bing, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, like, a goddamn bing, marim bing, boner. It's like a nice Calypso boner beat. <laughs> Marim boner. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> me. I love you so much. You and your portmanteaus. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm still eating these goddamn cookies. They're so That's, good. I'm glad. I wish I had brought more now. I had... Oh, there's still a few. Okay. <laughs> I'm saving some for my... I'm I'm going um, out with one of my friends who is also a Vokra volunteer, and so obviously I'm bringing her cat cookies. <laughs> obviously. Like, I just... Like, I really God, do. Madison, this is so inconsiderate. I see cats all the time. Why would you think I'd want to see more cats? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, I told my partner, I'm like, do I hate cats now? <laughs> and he's like, no, you don't. I'm like, right, I hate the people. And he's like, yeah, you hate the people. I'm like, right, okay. It's the people you hate. It's the people. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> Superintendent Chalmers. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Um, so, you, do you want to talk about, like, Teenage? Oh, sure. I have like I'm a, curious. I, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about you. I know. You were like uh, teasing it like, oh, I could talk about my really strange childhood. I would love, I like, I, see, I want to talk about your PhD idea, but that's not for we the can't, podcast. You can't, no, no, but I just still really want to talk about it. Well, no, we'll totally talk about it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, p, academics Secret are. PhD. I, I, well, I had some, like, I had a sessional instructor steal my lecture once. 
Um, and I've had uh, friends who have had, like, their work stolen before. So I, I thought it wasn't a real thing. Oh, it's totally And a real it's, thing. like, a real thing. What, and so, what garbage. That's awful. Yeah, it's yeah. It's real in every, like, anything that requires any kind of creative thought. Yeah, like, it's very Somebody real. else will, will pilfer your idea if they... If, well, and I mean, they, that's they famous won't... in comedy. Like, the stealing will... of jokes is famous. And... Stealing of jokes or stealing of, like, ideas about exactly, how to have a yeah. show or whatever. And it's, yeah. it's often, like, not intentional, but sometimes they'll pick it up and then like it'll ruminate in the back of their mind and then they'll be like, this is my idea now. And you're like, no, no. Because no, I've caught myself that doing that. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like you always have to check in with like I always try to be like, hey, I remember you talking about this. Can we? But I'm like, I'm I'm like, I, I have so much anxiety that I just overthink no, no, everything. Totally so I'm legit. always uh, afraid of hurting someone else too. And, it must like, be hard with ideas. PhD stuff. We were talking with uh, Kyle on a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. how like... It's just, like, they expect you to, like, fill this gap. Like, you have to put your own creative, unique knowledge into this thing. Like, you can't... You know, I did a lit review for my master's, and that was so relieving because I didn't have to, like, reinvent the wheel. See, I hated my lit review. Mm -hmm. I was the exact opposite. So I'm just like, ugh, I have to read all this crap and try to, like, piece it together. It was like a a quilt. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what it felt like, where I'm just like, can I just make... I hate textiles. I know. It's like, I hate this. Yeah, can I just make my own unique thing exactly um but okay i'll talk i'll talk about the weird child or uh, real teenagehood so Great. um it was pretty okay so it's it's like sad weird but like funny like i think it's funny now okay is this gonna be really tragic or <laughs> like kind of actually okay. yeah All right. um so we'll go back to talking about boners after yeah i'm totally fine with that so like essentially boners essentially story, my yeah. teenagehood started off with um having death threats mm. against me at 13 mm. I'm not even, yeah, so, so, uh, I had a boy who liked me, and we were in a grade six, seven, it's always the, the boys, the quiet boys who like you, who everyone says, you don't need to worry about them, and it's like, no! Oh, no, you do, they're like the, uh, what's the bad, what's the really bad guy from Game of Thrones, the mean one who cut off the guy's Ramsey guy. Bolton? That's the one, they're yeah, like there's, a Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, except he wasn't as hot as Ramsey Bolton, but that's fine. I oh, I love you and Rian. Okay, yeah, anyway, that's I fine. I understand. Um, he always plays a creep and he's always hot anyway. I know, and I'm just like, I feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, uh. But so, this was, like, not cute. No, this was not cute. So, um, he had a crush on me in grade, I was in grade seven, he was in grade eight, and, uh, I was like, ew, no, boys. Um, but, like, I, I like boners y- yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait two years. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, um, anyway, yeah, so then, like, the, he was, like, really upset that I didn't like him because, you know, God forbid a man doesn't get what he wants. Um, and so the next year, he, um, on the anniversary, one-year anniversary of September 11th, we later found out he was planning to stab me with oh, a pair God. of scissors. Huh. So he was very obsessed with, like, dates of things. Okay. And then, but I wasn't there that day because I was like, Mom, my birthday is uh tomorrow can we have like a mother daughter because we have the same birthday and she's like yeah yeah we'll i'll take you to school um and then the next week he threw a bottle of red dye and vinegar on my face oh my god and said it was him mimicking like throwing acid acid, yeah yeah, on unfaithful women or whatever so anyway it like all came out it all came out with like this police investigation and it started being like oh my god so like like he's 
was planning to kill your daughter, essentially, is, like, what they told my parents. So my parents were like, we gotta get the fuck out of the city. Like, she's not gonna feel safe. Like, my anxiety was really bad. So we moved an hour and a half to Peterborough, but I lied and told all my friends I was moving to BC. So none of my friends knew where I was. Wow, so you just totally disconnected witness protection yourself. Yeah, like, pretty much. Because my parents were like, like, we don't, like, I mean, it was, like, half legit and, like, half, like, she's not gonna feel safe in the city. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and so then like finally I went to this arts high school. It was this really cool arts high school, um, and I was like a total theater nerd. I was a Second City kid. I did commercials. Like I was like all in there. Nice. And then a year and like a month after that whole thing, my dad got hit by a car and got severe brain injury. Jesus Christ! And actually had part of his brain removed. Wow! Wow! And they gave him a ninety-eight percent chance of dying and a two percent chance of like never walking, never talking, never anything again. So we drove to the hospital, and, like, for anyone who's ever been in a hospital with, like, a super, super sick relative, mm-hmm. you start to get hospital brain, yeah. where you just kind of go wacky. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, me and my family, well, the, me and, like, the women in my family in particular are all like, well, we need to get shit done now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we, you know, you're sitting in this hospital, and you're like, oh, what can we do? So we started, like putting together essentially, like, welcome baskets for the new people and, like, the critical care unit. We're like, here's some magazines and chocolate! And, like, put, uh, like, welcome. We've been here for weeks! Yeah! So we would, like, end up, like, welcoming people, essentially. And then, like, um, but there was this really weird breaking point. Like, it it was the day before we realized my dad was going to live. And, um, so, like, I was 14, my brother was 21, my sister was 20 three and my mom was like I have no underwear can you please go get me underwear (laughs) so uh my brother-in-law my brother and I went to like Walmart or something and we picked out underwear and we're like tired we've been sleeping on chairs for like three or four nights we're exhausted right and so we come back and give my mom the underwear she goes to put it on and she comes out and she goes, how big do you think I am? <laughs> so we had accidentally got her 4XL underwear <laughs> that were, like, pink and, like, granny panties. <laughs> and my mom's like, I get it. I've gained some weight. Aww. But, like, we started laughing. And my brother is, like, this six foot four guy built like a football player. So he starts strutting around in these panties. <laughs> You put them on over his pants or just, yeah, like, Yeah, over, on. over these okay. pants. And there's, like, people praying. There's, like, people mourning. My Nona's about to die. Yeah, and then my brother's, like, do 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 I'm the prettiest girl at the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, this giant bear of a man. Like, starting around. So, anyway. And these the, pink ginch. The next day we realized, like, my dad was going to live, but he had no um, memory of, like, anything really so like his memory was essentially like white White, pretty much so he start he had to he's still piecing together memories of stuff he like lives on his own now and he's like pretty functional he bikes every day he walks every day goes to the gym all the time he Mm -hmm. writes poetry he thinks he's psychic which is weird but that's besides the point maybe he is we don't know i'm just like i'm just i'm usually just like well i mean you've been closer to death than me so who the fuck knows um you might have some insight but anyway, so, yeah, when you're starting high school and you have all these hormones and then you have a disabled father. And it someone just, tried to kill you. And someone tried to kill you. You just and have, like, move. you just have a really weird time of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I somehow, like, attracted, like, you know, we like, I just attracted all the suicidal teens <laughs> to, like, my doorstep. Mm-hmm. Um, and boys, so it's, like. Boys, I assume? Or, uh, or of uh, all Boys types. and girls. 
But usually, oh, lots of boys. Lots of boys who are like, I'm going to kill myself. Well, I'm infatuated. And I'm just like, like okay. Yeah. I do like this you were like de facto counselor. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but like, I was like, oh, I don't have to concentrate on my own problems. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just fix everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> and then like, eventually you turn 20 and realize that the past like six years of your life, you've only been fixing other people and then you can't leave the house. You know, like it just happens. <laughs> I don't know what this is like at all. Yeah. So, um, but like our house had labels all over it. So like door said door and like, it's just, you know. Put food in me. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. Or like on my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like. He takes uh, it off, puts it on there. But they had to remove part of his skull. So part of his skull is actually concave for a while. So you could like poke him in the brain. Yeah, you could see his brain move. Ooh, so it, it was like, it's like, who are you thinking pretty hard there, Dad? Yeah, and, but well, I like I always remember because I'm just like, you're. It's like fourteen mm, year olds shouldn't have to see their dad shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Among all the things they shouldn't have to do, that's definitely yeah. One. Um, oh, yeah. Although, like, my dad's a very sweet man, and and whatever, and like, if you but, had to see someone shit, my yeah, like my dad's him. my dad's very sweet, but like, yeah, it was eccentric. And then I remember when I got. I had my first boyfriend at 15, and he came over, and I was like, oh, nervous, like, whatever. And he's, like, the quiet, tall bassist, like, who wears, like, Nirvana t-shirts, and he has, like, a haircut where you can't see his eyes. Ah, totally. And just, like, we barely talk, but we we make out, and, like, he plays me guitar. Um, Sounds like Jason Riley or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) We're still good friends. Hey, Matt. And and anyway, so I remember he came over, and my dad, like, stumbled over, and my dad's, like, the short little Italian man, and he goes, do you have a dead uncle? And Matt's like, no. He's like, you're gonna. And he's like, do you have a dead aunt <laughs> and he's like no he's like do you dead grandpa and he's like yes he's like he wants you to know he's okay and i was oh like fuck i'm six or 15 i was like no <laughs> thank you sir can i still touch your daughter's boob yeah it's like <laughs> oh my god so so anyway yeah and like it was just one of those things where like i was like a um is an eccentric like I was obviously like an eccentric theater kid because what else was I supposed to be? Yeah, you, uh, how could you be anything? Else? Yeah, like it was just it was it was just going to happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so when I was like f- late fifteen, my dad ended up going to like a home, and then like there was this whole thing with like my mom and this guy and whatever, and I ended up living with my sister for six months and like whatever. So um, yeah, it's just one of the but like nobody really considered what was going on with me because they're so wrapped up in their teenage problems. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it's like no one, no one ever like asked like, "Hey, how are you?" They were like, "Oh, this boy doesn't like me." And I remember, I actually it was really funny because I read my high school journals, which oh. I like. I, I actually messaged my high school boyfriend and I was like, "I liked you so much, just FYI." Aww, like it was very so sweet. Um, <laughs> and we were actually talking about the other day about like how much your first relationship shapes who you end up dating. <laughs> Like, uh, he's like, uh, you're always going to date kind of sad, like, musicians. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to always date short, busty Italian girls. So, (laughs) fuck off. Pretty good. Um, I was like, congratulations, and you're welcome. (laughs) I set you up for success. Yeah, exactly. You set me up for mopiness. Um... 
but yeah, so, so, uh, I, but yeah, like, I was reading my journals, and I was like, this is, like, I had legit crazy shit going on in my life, mm-hmm. like, absurd soap opera levels of craziness here, like, Grey's Anatomy style. Like, literally amnesia was involved. Yeah, like, literally amnesia <laughs> was involved, and all I wrote and... about was boys. That's it. Just boys. Just boys. My biggest problems in my journal were, does this boy like me? No, he's gay. Like Theater kid. <laughs> I was a theater kid. Yeah, I was definitely, I, I, when I was in, or the first time I went to college, when I went to Kwantlen, I was yeah. like, I had a huge crush on this guy that was like so obviously gay. And like, he's, you know, Ian. Uh, oh, you don't know Ian. I thought you would know Ian. Uh, he's like a city planner type dude. And he, he and his boyfriend have been together for 11 years. So Aww. like two years less than when I first met him and was Aww. like, cute. I was like, oh, so gay. He's so gay. Oh, we, oh, well, I had this, um, there's this, there's this one guy, he was a trumpet player and he was just like, this oh, was he in a ska band? Uh, funk. <laughs> funk band um he dressed terribly but him me and this other guy would hang out all the time because i had like this attic bedroom with like um you know like chili pepper lights and lots of fabric on the ceiling and sorry fabric and like um <laughs> just looking around a lot of a lot of incense studio. um do you feel called out right now chris uh, our studio is beautiful it is gorgeous. i'm i'm actually i'm, sure I'm like i'm, I'm well. it, it was it was um but yeah and uh and anyway with all three of us would hang out all the time but i had like this huge crush on the trumpet player and um and I remember, like, everyone thought he liked me because he was, like, kind of, he was very sweet to me, and we were really good friends, and we were both single, and I was like, hmm. And he was totally not my type, but I was just so smitten with him because he was such a sweetie. And then we held hands one night. But looking back, and I was like, we held hands while watching Brokeback Mountain. Aww. So. So he was super gay. He was so super gay. Extremely gay. <laughs> Super gay. When he came out to me, I was like, I feel so much better about myself. <laughs> I was like, I thought you just didn't like me, but you're gay, so that's great. That's fine. I guess that's great. Well, my my partner's 16-year-old cousin, who is, like, obsessed with me, is, <laughs> it's very sweet. We talk, like, every day. Okay. She Aww. bought me, like, a lipstick that she named after, like, a, a joke in Gilmore Girls. She, like, she's very, very sweet. She's oh a total God, sweetie. Really yeah, sweet. she's amazing. Um... She'll probably listen to this. Sorry, me about the boners. Um, and uh, I'm just saying you're obsessed with me. <laughs> no, she'll know. She, I, we talk about it. Um, but uh, but yeah. So she, she likes. She's theater kid, and I'm just like she's like every crush she has. I'm like, so what are the odds he's gay? She's like very good, very very high, very high. Yeah. And she's like, but I love it because they sing musical theater show tunes with me. And I was like, Mia, keep liking gay boys. <laughs> You'll I was be like, protected for a long I was time. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, do you know what? They're great boys to have a crush on. Great boys to have a crush on. Non-threatening boys magazine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is, yeah, exactly. That's, that's my, that, I was like, I would subscribe to non-threatening boys magazine. <laughs> I would call the Corey hotline. <laughs> Here are some words that rhyme with Corey. <laughs> Story, Tory, allegory. <laughs> yeah, that's like exactly my type. I mean, Lisa Simpson was my hero growing mm. up. So why are why were boys so fascinated? Like even not as a straight person. Yeah, I was just like obsessed because it was like you're allowed to be obsessed with boys when you were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that's what you're expected to do, so you just throw yourself into it with total. I remember yeah. I was so in love with Devin Sawa. 
I was, oh, I was yeah. only in love with boys who look like girls, like yeah. JTT and and Leonardo DiCaprio. I guess so. Yeah. They all had like foppish hair and these full lips and blue eyes. Yeah. yeah. But like I remember like boobs. Wait, what? <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> like uh, that movie Casper, and then at the oh, end yeah. he turns into a real boy, and it's Devin Sawa just at the very end. He's so cute. You're like, I'll turn you into a real man. <laughs> I cried so hard at that movie. Did I tell you my like? phone harassing Devin Sawa's Yes, you story. did. What? Yes, you did. You haven't talked about it on the podcast. Because I had an attic, uh, like, awesome attic hangout spot in my house, too, and we would, I brought a phone up there finally, and we would make phone calls to Devin Sawa. What? Because he lived in Vancouver. Oh, my God. And so we got a Vancouver phone book, and it's, like, long-distance phone calls, too. I don't know, like, why I didn't get in trouble for this. But in the phone book, they had, the dad's name was Ed, so it was Ed Sawa in the phone book, and then there was a sub thing, and it said teen phone, or teen line, or something, with a phone number, and you'd call, and it was like, hey, it's Devin, bye, and it's like, was that a decoy, because people were calling their house? And then you're like, I love you! We would would leave messages, we would leave messages on the phone, like, Devin, I can't believe you didn't call me back, you said we were gonna meet, blah, 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 like... Just and you thought you were so smart. So smart. Like, oh, it'd be so funny. He won't even know what to do. He'll but then he'll he... actually want to date me. Like, what did we think was the end game? Oh, I don't God. understand. I don't understand teen it was, girls. It was like, so the thing know. to be like, well, you know, my uncle's cousin's brother's dog knows Devin Sawa. No, but that's the thing is that people still do there. that. But the people who do that are 40-year-old male golfers. Oh, yeah. Like, they're the people who still do that. I know someone who knows someone who knows someone. I don't who know knows... anyone famous. <laughs> well, we, when I was, like, really, really little, I was, like, four or five years old, um, there was someone who lived with us named Nathaniel, and he was on either, like, he was on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. And so he, like, roomed with us because, like, his parents didn't, I, I don't remember the circumstance exactly. Right. But, like, he was my first ever crush. I was, like, in love with him. And, like, in love with him. Was he the guy that wore the glasses on that show? Or No, I, I don't remember. I'm he also he also had, like, you know, side hair. Um, okay. Like he had, he had floppy hair. I don't even remember his last name. Nathaniel something. Well, um, IMDB may l- but yield I, something. But I had here. the biggest crush on him, and we would play, it was, like, he was my first real life crush i think my first fiction crush was alan alba and mash <laughs> and like nathaniel moreau yeah i think that's him yeah see, that's definitely he's him. Got the that's perfect, him he's got that's the perfect him. haircut yeah he's oh, got yeah, the that, he's that got the dawson the dawson haircut oh, he's yeah, only that 37 that's not that old yeah yeah but like at the time huh. i was like four and he was 14 15 16 yeah. something like that so anyway he's fully just a 90s actor that's funny he doesn't do anything else oh totally yeah so um but yeah so i had this big crush on him and we would play um children's monopoly together and i would be like and i but i was like Listen, this could get pretty complicated, so I'll I'll dumb down the rules for you. <laughs> <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> Let me simplify this for you, Nathaniel. Which actually really like sums up how I treat men in the like day to day. Twelve years older than yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. But then we had to kick him out because he was hiding ecstasy and porn in the ceiling. <laughs> That's a perfect place for it. In the ceiling panel? Yeah. That's so classic. Did yeah, I, exactly. Did I, did I tell you that um, the last time we went to Saskatchewan, I found out that Tessa, my wife, had hidden a phone in the ceiling tiles of her basement apartment, <gasps> or basement suite, or that she lived in with her brother. Um, it was, like, divided up for the two of them. So, and like, then, a burner and then, phone? Yeah, she, no, no, no. <laughs> this was, like, landline okay, style. Here's, she's a super 
mega nerd. Okay, okay. Uh, and has been for a really, really long time and, like, had, cr- oh, he, like, a huge crush on this girl in high school Aww. and so would, like, had, like, this phone plugged in, like, separated from the main phone line so that, like, when nobody was awake, she could just, like, pull it out of the phone tile and be like, boop, 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 like, hey, Marlene, or Aww, whatever her name was. that's Aww. so cute. She was like, yeah, it, it, it didn't go anywhere and I was creepy, but, uh, but I had good intentions, that's super funny. It's, yeah, very good intentions. And, we, and, like, there's always those people that you're just, like, you're so smitten with for so long for whatever reason. Then you kind of look back and you're like, mm. Oh, God, yeah. Junior high, I was so into a guy named Matt also uh, who would always wear a Canucks jersey. So I got a Canucks jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. When you think that dressing like the boy will make them like you, that's why, base, that's why I wore backwards baseball caps. During musical theater camp, I thought it to would, impress Max. See, I thought that that would work super well because, like, my best one of my best friends at the time, Bex, was a t- super tomboy and always had guys like falling all over themselves. And I'm like, oh, maybe I could do this too. It turns out, no, it didn't, like this was not. Work it was for not her. organic, so it didn't work. And also, uh, like, when I look the guy up now, I, I was like, oh, he was not attractive. And yeah, I was obsessive. It was just so sad. Yeah, no, I, I, I um. But it's kind of fun with like when you stay friends with them. Like there's this one guy that I'm like still really good friends with, but we both had this like we were like mildly into each other for like five years. It's not so good if you're like really invested in somebody. Yeah. No, no, this was more like uh, we both had partners, we both whatever, but we would like come back and flirt with each other, yeah. and then like move away and blah, blah blah, and then come back and flirt with each other, and then we would just recently like about a year ago we were just like remember that good times. Let's never do that again. <laughs> Let's never do that again. Oh god, I found him on Facebook. This guy that I liked. He's not attractive. No, he's really not. He's really not. Ooh, no. that face. He looks mean. Yeah, he looks like a... He's got a know. gross little face. Well, like, not to whatever, but, like, someone's personality can shine through sometimes, and he looks he like a mean a, person. He didn't have, didn't have a personality. personality. He wasn't mean, he just didn't have okay. a personality. He's no, just a real vanilla wafer. I, I, I liked a guy for, like, all of high school who was, like, super tall, super skinny, wore mascara and a top hat. And was in a metal band. Oh, I had a guy like that. And that's, I'm actually that's the only kind of person that I've ever dated. And I'm actually much. like pretty like I look back on that. I'm like, good work. Like mm. it's. I was like he was he was nice. Was he mystery the pickup artist? Oh <laughs> uh, no, thankfully not. Although <laughs> my friend did have a pickup artist try to pick her up, like a one who like teaches classes. Like the one down on Robson Street. No, it was or... in Toronto because oh, okay. I'm from Ontario. Um, it was in Toronto. He was called Dimitri the Lover. I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. He's actually quite famous and oh no he's the scum of the earth oh yeah as all pickup artists well, as are. all pickup artists are like uniformly awful people pickup artists and garbage men should change their names yeah exactly <laughs> i didn't make that up but i love that yeah I no, that's, names. that's that's delightful it and is. i have way more respect for garbage men Absolutely. oh yeah i'm like you do an excellent service for the world yes. pickup artists just try to put stuff into you that you don't want them to put into you yeah and, Whether and it's garbage shitty compliments men, or they're horrible pieces. And garbage men take away things you don't want. Gar- Gar- hope, sir, I wish they would sir, take away pickup artists. Garbage, sir, Mr. Senior Garbageman, sir. Um, yeah, no, uh, she, he, like, he was in an elevator and, like, he gave her, like, his card. And so we, like, and, like, it had, like, an animated picture, like, a, an illustration of him, like, with greasy hair and, like, a l- unbuttoned shirt with, like, chest hair popping out. And then there was all these, like, awful illustrations of him, like, fucking women, like, Ew. animations on the website. Oh. And then, like, a list because he teaches classes. Ugh. He teaches classes That's on how to, on how to dominate women. 
Huh. And I'm just like, you know, it's it's just, I've heard so many, and it's really interesting when you go to pick up artist websites, actually, because it's very militaristic language. Like, it's all conquering, yeah, and it's all colonizing, and it's all... Focus on the target. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Target exactly, acquired. Yeah. Take her out. Yeah, yeah that's exactly it. Like, I remember when I, I was dating... Isolator. I was dating this nice guy, and then we were going to bed, and he picked up the game, and I picked up, like, Koja von Hegel, and I was like, this must end. This is not going to work. <laughs> this must end. And I'm like, why the hell are you reading that? And he's like, it's funny. I'm like, No! No. no, it's not funny. No, it's not funny at, at all. It's no. evil. Like, that spreads hate <laughs> to the world. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. Yeah. I just, like, ugh, I just wish people weren't terrible. <laughs> That's too much to ask, Chris. I know. Yeah. It's just, like, why can we not just be, like, authentic with each other? And, like, people will still date. Like, chemistry is a real thing. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you don't need... You don't need tricks and stuff like that. Like, I was out last night at the Accordion Festival after party, and there was this really, <laughs> really, God, really, cute, so cute. really, really cute dude. And, like, I am seeing someone, but it's fun to flirt. And it's yeah. just, like, he smelled amazing. And then we just, like, flirted. And it's, like, that can organically happen. Yep. Yeah. You know? And so it's, like, you don't need tricks and stuff. And it will be way more fun for everybody involved if it just kind of happens naturally. Well, that goes back to the small talk thing. Mm. It's, like, it really does. It's, like, when I want to get to know someone I don't want to talk about like you know what their sign is or something like I don't I don't I don't want to talk about traffic I don't want to talk about the weather like I don't want to talk about that shit and like I don't want like pickup lines it's like the you should not ever move to LA then no I well no I feel like LA is just like all you can talk about is the weather and the traffic there yeah that's what I've heard it's 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 very or like uber surge pricing those are the three things you're oh going to talk uber about uber terrifies me Uber is so scary. Like, I went to Seattle, and my friend Holly and I were like, we're going to get murdered. This is, this is what's going to happen. I took a lift in Seattle, and it was, it was okay. It was fine. I also I, walked home from the club by myself, like, through four miles of dark streets. Yeah. So I clearly don't fear death. Well, I was saying that, like, because last night, like, I got a little too drunk at the Wise Hall. It's not that far to walk no. home. But I definitely, like, walked home by myself at 3 a.m., like visibly intoxicated. intoxicated. It's like, that's stupid. Visibly intoxicated and visibly a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, it was really dumb. Like, I'm fucking lucky. It was, but it's when so, I thought about it, I was like, that was, could have been scary, but I wasn't. Well, I, this I is, know. this is actually, you two are the, the host, but I have like an actually question that I try to. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I always try to work through this as someone who um, was a teacher's assistant, I was a teacher's assistant while the UBC sexual predators were sexual predatoring. But there's always sexual predators on university campuses, so I'm like, this okay, is the, the this history is... grad department or whatever. That uh, no, this was the this was the guy who was like grabbing women in the dark and they yeah. couldn't find him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, a t- but have I was to, like narrow down the sex. Assault well, that's what I mean. It's like there's at, always at a predator. God. Um, and and SFU likes to pretend they don't have sexual predators. I'm like, no, it's it's just quieter. Um, so SFU, I was at SFU, and um, it was during that time. And most of my students were female. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is we talked about a lot of topics that were, like, quite traumatic and really intense and about colonialism and sexual assaults Mm -hmm. and trauma Mm -hmm. and torture. And, like, it was a really intense class. And it ended at 9.30 at night. And so... I I had this, like, really intense feeling because, like, I wanted them to walk in, but I would tell them, you know, please walk in buddies, please, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But there's always this really th- shitty thing that I think, like, 
in particular, like, when women are giving advice to other women, there's always this level of, like, listen, you shouldn't have to do this, but you have to do this. Yeah. But then at the same time, you feel like by telling them they have to do something that you're being like, but it's your fault if, if something, you know what I mean? So it's, I do. it's this really weird thing that I face all the time, but I'm like, as a woman, I'm literally just like, yeah, I could get murdered any day. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's, it's, which I couldn't even imagine. Like, I may, I'm like a, a lower middle class, like, white woman. Like, so like I'm you know pretty high up on the food chain like I'm less likely to get murdered Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's like you're always walking around being like I could I could get killed like Mm -hmm. I could get killed so like you you come home and you're like I could have gotten killed yeah like I could have gotten killed so it's it's this really weird dynamic and I'm always trying to figure out how to protect the women around me but at the same and myself but at the same time instill in them that the world shouldn't be like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a really hard balancing act that I have a I have a really difficult time communicating yeah. that. I think just uh, making your uh, ambivalence about that yeah, I think very you transparent. Put it really well. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Just, cool. Just yeah. people like, hey, I don't want to tell you to do this, but like I care about you, and you have you have some ability to minimize your risk. Yeah, exactly. It's like but nothing that happens to you, regardless, is your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know? but, yeah, and and it, it is it, it's. It's self-interest, acting in self-interest to mm-hmm. to protect yourself, but yeah. also, like, yeah, if you'd gotten hurt walking home, that wouldn't be your fault. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like, all but, those tips where it's, like, oh, we should, you know, teach men to, like, you know, if, instead of those preventative tips for women. Exactly, like, yeah. To, you should say to men, like, hey, if you, like, are up to somebody, like, at a bar, don't put something in their drink. Like, yeah. use a buddy yeah, system. Yeah. If you can't not rape somebody, like, take yeah, a Yeah, which I you. always, I love Someone I, use that, a whistle if you are about to rape. Yeah, like, so I love that, but then it's at the same time, it's like, well, the actual world that we do live in, physically, in our meat sack bodies, like... Is a fucking scary place. There's danger yeah. still, so we still have to... I try yeah. to try to protect I feel ourselves, but so much safer now where I am in my, in my life, uh, just based on the fact that I am huge, like I'm a big woman, and I look a little scary. Uh, I'm to, so jealous. To people, yeah, it's. I, I mean, it's, it, it sucks in terms of like when you think about beauty standards and what women are valued for being. They're all things that I'm not. So, apart from the fact they got a big juicy booty, uh, but everything else is kind yeah, of like, a couple other things it's kind, there. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like only going to be a niche appeal type thing, which is again fine for me because I feel safe, pretty safe moving through the world. And also, like I've done like this big campaign about yeah, yeah. about harassment and sexual assault on transit. Totally. So now I'm like. Oh, I know exactly who to talk to if something happens. So, like, I have the knowledge. I have, like, I know how to ex- escalate a situation effectively. And I also just am physically intimidating to a lot yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is great because I'm 5'9", which is the average height of men in North America, but probably even a little taller than average in mm-hmm. Vancouver. Just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just given the populace that we have here. Totally. So, like, I find when I stand up on SkyTrain, like, after I've been sitting down, I'll stand up, and then Im- immediately, like, everybody comes below my eye level, yeah. and they all kind of just move back. And you're like, I'll fuck inches. you up. They're just like, oh, she's huge. Like, she's she's like a, a, you know, like a rhino of a person. Like, I, if I'm mad, I'll charge and scare <laughs> people, which I would never do. I'm very yeah, tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm such a sweetie. I'm never going to physically intimidate someone. But, but you the have the armor. I have the, I have the, like, it makes, again, like a bass note when I sound up. It's like, yeah. And people are like, oh, no, <laughs> I don't want to touch your boob now, which is great because I don't want them to. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so people, like, generally, it, drunk men still are kind of like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you look tough. 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah. like tall, aren't yes. you? You yes. do. <laughs> Fuck off. So it makes me going through life a lot to feel a lot safer now. But I used to feel really, really frightened. And people used to say stuff to me all the time when I looked more sort of like feminine, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, had a, I had an interesting couple of experiences. Like the first one, I guess, just like around performing gender in that way. Like I dressed up to go perform again at this accordion festival. Mm-hmm. And so I like really went super femmy, like kind of dressed like 1940s style a little mm-hmm, bit. For and, sure got like a lot more people came and tried to talk to me about stuff and I got a lot more hey smile whatever and like you know a lot of like women like giving me like big smiles and stuff too it's like oh you look pretty it's like that's nice like it's all kind of comes with the territory etc totally but it's like yeah I was approached a lot more by men than when I just normally exist in the world yeah if I'm like super like femming it up mm-hmm. a little bit and then, like, I also have this background of being, like, a mental health worker and was a security guard, more or less, for a long time. And I'm not physically strong, but I'm very firm and, like, can intimidate people quite significantly. Oh, yeah. And I, like, stand my ground. So I kind of give off, like, a don't fuck with me vibe a little bit. But I'm also very approachable. <laughs> no one, weird. No one's scared of me until I open my mouth. <laughs> I'm, like, screwed. Uh, no, like, I, it was one thing that I, like, in university and in academia in particular, it's, like, nobody took me seriously until they heard me talk, which, once again, kind of goes back to, I actually call it the, um, Manic Pixie Academic, <laughs> where it's, like, boys fall in love with you because you'll, um, be able to talk about marks but won't know more about that than them. Oh, God. Um. Oh, man. But yeah. then. Oh, I want an intelligent woman, but not, she can't be smarter than and me. And she, she has to worship me. Yeah. I'm going to just write a note because I want to say something very salty about something work-related off mic. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, yeah, so it's one of those things, though, where it's, like, and, and so... I just started really intensely performing femininity when because I was just like I I um I actually told one of my professors very specifically about this. I actually got told by another female professor that I dress like I'm 12. And I was like, I just like bows and polka dots, okay? Fuck off. Yeah, and like um, you wear like nice eyeliner and yeah. cute hair and like cute outfits. I dress like a birthday clown. Yeah, well, I mean, we all have our style. <laughs> and, uh, but, but yeah. like another, another like academic professor is like, oh, you don't look professional Yeah, or yeah. Like so won't and, take you seriously. But when she said that, it just made me want to perform it even more. So like, I, I I just like I'm I I like to I'd like to do the surprise. So I walk mm. into a classroom with my students and I they would look at me and look me up and down and yeah, I look the same age as them mm-hmm. and I you know, look really femmy and whatever. But then I speak and then they end up taking me quite seriously. They know they know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm I care about them, but I'm also pretty harsh on them and I expect a lot. And so I started doing this more because in my own mind, like obviously the way we dress, the way we perform ourselves is always gonna be political. Mm-hmm. And so for me I was just like it was just my way of being like, um femininity isn't the week in weakness like you know what I mean like and, and for me it was just like yeah I can wear polka dots every single fucking day if I want it's almost like camouflage because you're just it was it in. and that's how I felt and then I just started really enjoying it this beautiful Trojan horse yeah because like I had so many experiences of like someone would come up and introduce themselves to a group of academics that I was in and it was all men and me and they would ask all the guys what they studied and not me so like that was like a super common thing mm-hmm. I'm guessing but, you're a slave of one of these guys yeah. that's here like I assume that you're their slave yeah exactly and <laughs> And then um, they're like, you wash their feet? Like, is that With what you hair, do? Like, like, like they were the Jesus yeah. the Christ? Um, <laughs> but then I would open my mouth 
and um, beat the shit out of them with my words. So it was okay. like it became like really satisfying. So like it's I like t- a ghost of boners would pour yeah. out. Yeah. So I turned like this really pretty awful experience of being undermined for my femininity into being like okay, well, I'm just going to enjoy this mm-hmm. because I'm just, like, the Trojan horse here. Mm-hmm. And so it started being something that I, like, started playing up even more and more and more. I'm just like, let's just fucking do this. And I used to be, like, not at all like that. But now I'm just like, fine. Fine. Do you know what? That's if this what is If this is what you want to think, then let's surprise you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about boners and I'll know more about marks than you. So <laughs> suck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you're a multifaceted person. Oh, yes. <laughs> Like that. Almost. I mean, like, not quite. I mean, they're not quite going to think that. I had the advantage of looking exactly like my degree. So, like, nobody was ever surprised to see me in a gender and women's class. (laughs) Gender sexuality and women's studies class doing, like, trans scholarship and looking at alternative masculinities. People were like, yeah, that's exactly what I would have guessed. Yeah, yeah. That you would do. Well, it's very interesting. Like, my partner was in the same, is in the same program, but he's, he's doing his PhD right now. And we met there, and it was just... Um, the comparison of the way we were treated was just insane. Like, he walks Mm. in in, like, a hoodie. And, like, he's great at what he does, and he's so respectful and all that. Mm. So this is not at all an undermining of him. But they've never even considered that his clothing could have any kind of... No. So he walks in in a hoodie and jeans and toque, and they're like, he's so chill. He's just so smart, he doesn't have time to think about, like, how to dress. Yeah, exactly. And, like, he goes in, he's a very low-energy person. So he goes in, he's really low-energy, and he talks very quietly and slowly and whatever. I'm like, if I did that, I would be crucified. No matter what you do, you'd be crucified. Uh, yeah, no matter what, but I would be, you like... You might as well just go in with your own cross, like, hey, guys, don't worry, I already got this. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's what Don't I... waste your time. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but it, it's so interesting, and all of his reviews would say... Dugan is the chillest guy, and all mine would be, Madison cares about our feelings. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> uh, I love typing up evaluations. That's my favorite part of my job. Oh, no. It's because you know who sucks and who doesn't now? Oh, I know exactly who sucks and who doesn't. <laughs> and we're like, who should we hire? I'm like, oh, I know who you should hire. Information I abs- is power. I've got the secret power. That's why you should always have, that's why it's really important to have admit on hiring committees. It's super important to have admit on professor hiring committees. Because oh, admin yeah. know everything. Like, I worked as a department assistant at the Globe and Mail. I knew fucking everything mm-hmm. about everyone. And oh, they yeah. thought I knew nothing. And I'm just like... Oh, I, if you're like sweet, uh, people just like tell you everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I gotta tell me everything, face, and yeah. I don't want to hear all this stuff all the time. But it, God help me if it's not occasionally useful. Yeah, I yeah, re- yeah. I retain a lot of information in my current job. Like it's political, and I know all of the stuff about lots of different inner workings of different things that totally. I can't talk about. <laughs> and yeah, it's great. And then people are just, oh, she's just the assistant. She's just the secretary. That's exactly what thing. people and I'm think. Like, I'm actually like in charge of this right now, or like I have to like reassure people it's like no I'm the full-time staff like I and it's like well you can't help me because blah 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 and I'm just like try me I know a lot of stuff I can get shit done exactly (laughs) like I mean this well I I was actually like I asked my boss to change my title from administrator to coordinator Mm -hmm. because when you have administrator it's this like super feminized people don't take Mm -hmm. you seriously when you're administrator coordinator they're like Like you you order the stationery yeah exactly and I mean I do but I also (laughs) do other stuff um it's very small office someone needs to order the tape yeah that's (laughs) That's what I do yeah (laughs) um and when you work for a nonprofit it's like 
You ordered two rolls of tea. You can have two. <laughs> no more. No more. No more. You can't afford more. It's a hard cap on the amount of tape you're allowed. Um, but yeah, so I was like, the coordinator people take seriously, administrator people don't take seriously. <laughs> That's very true. And it's so interesting how even those slight changes in title. Oh, for sure. Like, it's, uh, depending on the circumstance, my boss will either introduce me as her constituency assistant mm-hmm. or her chief of staff. And because I am that, yeah. and it's very funny to, like, when shit needs to get done and she's, like, redirecting, it's like, no, 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 like... Speak to my chief this of is, staff. Yeah, this is my chief of staff, actually. Yeah. So, like, you won't talk to her like that. It's like, hee No, it's so <laughs> work, mommy. When you have, <laughs> so satisfying. When you have a boss that protects you, yeah. there's something, like, my job isn't particularly exciting right now. It's a for now job. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is, and I was like, well, I don't get paid a lot and whatever, but my boss sticks up for me. And the really mm-hmm. funny thing is I'll put someone on hold and I'll go, hey, Connie, this person's being a dick to me. And she's, and I was like, they want to talk to you, you know, the superior. And she's like, well, I'm just going to tell them exactly what you told them. But yeah, transfer them over. I'll make sure they never talk to you like that again. Yeah. I'm like, thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it's like a really, it's, it's worth, it's almost like worth staying in a job now that you like barely get paid for. Just be like, thanks for being nice to me because it takes yeah. off so much of that emotional labor that you put into it. Yeah. There's so stuff. much that I'm relating to it, what you're saying right Yeah. Now. Yeah. Definitely. Because I mean like the emotional labor that you put into working in an environment where, yeah, you might get paid a lot, mm-hmm. but they treat you like you're nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus a place where you walk in, no, you don't get paid a lot, no, your job isn't um, super interesting, but they're always going to ask you how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes so much of a difference. Mm-hmm. It really does. It yeah. really does. I get frustrated with my job sometimes, but I'm, I have a great I have a great boss who, like, takes care of me, which yeah. it makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. It's, yeah, very hard to leave those things. I do, yeah. I, I do really like that we were all bringing up a lot of the same points of, like, not being taken seriously or, like, not being re- respected automatically like a lot of men can be. Uh, and I, I yeah. like that bit. But I like that our, our framing of this isn't so much like, oh, poor us. It's yeah. so hard. Like, it is hard, but we're it just kind of like, if you fucking underestimate me, I'm going to use that to my advantage. Exactly. Yeah. And I will destroy yeah. you. And eventually. I will quietly and long game-wise destroy you. <laughs> well, and that's, and, and also just outlive you, because you're all old pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You I... all drink so much fucking scotch. <laughs> like, I hope you strangle yourself with your goddamn tweed jacket with the leather patches on the elbow. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's... I don't hope that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, no, Sometimes for sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, but that's the thing is that it's just, I I mean, it's so interesting how people always talk about, like, people who are, like, feminists or people who are, like, black activists or whatever, and it's like, they're whining. I'm like, how much are you doing? How much are they doing? <laughs> and, like, it's like, they're like, yeah, this fucking sucks, so I gotta do something about it to mm-hmm. fix the world. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, whiners, like, all you do is all sit around and whine. Everything's great for me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. I do have days where I'm just like, I'm whiny and I'm going to cry and watch Downton Abbey. Like, I do have those days. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, I also have more days where I'm just like, yeah, this week was terrible. I got treated like shit, so now I'm going to do something about right, it. Right, because the only other option is to just take it and feel awful. Yeah, yeah. and so... internalize that, like, intense shame that comes along with that, which I've done, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've tried that out. I'm an expert at Doesn't that. work well. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like we actually do have more of like a platform that we can try to enact some change, right? Sure. In our yeah. various ways that we live, like we don't just have to roll over and take shit. No. Yeah, yeah, which for is sure. Nice. And I have a lot of women as bosses, so that's yeah. nice. Yeah, like, for even sure. Going all the way up to the dean. It's the oh, dean's a lady. Yeah, and like lady dean. And like lady dean. <laughs> it's really freaking important, though. Like people underestimate, and like it's funny because my my coworker, the 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 young and twenty two year old who I love, <laughs> she um. 
she was uh, talking about how um, her grandmother, I guess, was like, oh, no, you're working in an office full of women and whatever. How will you get married? <laughs> well, it was more like it was more like she was like, oh, everyone's going to be really bitchy. And yeah, she's like, no, catty, it's the exact opposite where it's like, no, it's like that's I mean, maybe that's what it is in more corporate environments. I have mm-hmm. noticed that in corporate environments. Yes, that I have it had is. that experience. But in nonprofit, it's a very different environment mm-hmm. because the bottom line is not profit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I worked at the travel agency, I think a big thing, like, when, when you have a female boss that really is trying to, like, make it in a man's world kind of thing and has, like, adopted all the worst traits. Oh, God, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, this boss was really bad and, like, fostered a culture of, like, pitting people against each other yeah. and stuff like that, which Gross. was really awful. Yeah. Well, it's that competition, too, and, like, I find myself always thinking something and then being like, no, no, that's the patriarchy talking. Don't think that. Like, you have to do the check. But, like, step back and you're like, no, that's what society's taught me to think and now I have to have my real thoughts. Yeah, or, like... (laughs) Yeah, how you you deal with those and how you can, like, recondition your brain to be like, no, instead of being, like, frightened, like, let's be collaborative. Yep. You know, and it's the same with just, like, meeting people and, like, different things. Like, when I first met you, I was like, oh, I'm intimidated. She's really gorgeous. And Uh, she knows lots about comedy. And so, like... We had, like, a... I remember we went at the railway club, and I almost felt like we were debating, or, like, or I was, like, trying to one-up, like, oh, I also listened to that podcast. I listened to this one, too. And oh, I, I didn't like, feel that way, so that's great. I know, because then I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Chris? But it's this hard. This awesome. And so then it just, like, then it mellowed yeah. out. But, but I that's had to the problem. Awesome doesn't take away any of your awesome. <laughs> but it's so hard, because that's yeah. what we're taught, is that one woman's awesome yeah. is, is means that you're less. Because only gets to be one woman on the yeah. team. Like, the Turtles only have April O'Neil. Yeah, and, exactly. And Chip and Dale only have Gadget. And, yeah, yeah like, it, it's this idea idea that you had to compete with everybody else for the boys to let you in and then yeah. every other woman has to just fuck off and like get married and have babies well yeah. i feel like every good feminist starts off saying um i don't want to be friends with the girls i'm yeah, friends with the boys I'm... every good feminist yeah. and then they hate that they ever said that but i really find you have to go through that you have yeah. to go through that it's you like to really witness your own internal misogyny exactly and it's like wait a second when i look back when I look back on that and I'm like, I totally said that. I was like, uh, I have my guy friends, I'm girlfriends. It's just less yeah. drama. I hang out with guys. Yeah, exactly. And then like looking back on that, um, but I think, it, I, but what it said, I mean, what it really said was that I'm not satisfied with the way in which like I have to be subjected to certain gendered rules. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so I feel, but that I feel, I feel like that's almost every good feminist I know had that moment of saying that mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and deeply, deeply feels guilty about it. But I think it's that learning experience that you kind of have to go through when you're yeah. young mm-hmm. um of being like that because it it gives that initial but i've noticed less teenage girls are like that yeah like i actually have faith in teen girls they're all talking to Me each other too. on tumblr and stuff oh, and yeah. i'm just and like talk just... talk please i love you all Learn about the patriarchy super yeah early. yeah and then they're all just like girls rule and we're just like you know collaborating together yes. and like yeah like on the same team which is really awesome like all these teen activists i'm just oh, like yeah. like you Zanaya are and... I, I just love mm-hmm. them i'm just like when people talk about how crappy teenagers are I'm oh like no they're actually way better than you they're doing amazing <laughs> things like anything you don't like about teenagers is a result is like a result of the fact that they have not hit a developmental milestone that you're at like and we don't have patience for younger people yeah exactly it's like they haven't learned what we've learned yet and yet we can't ascribe like our successes at things to having had the experience and learned it ourselves like yeah a 15 year old it's going to sound dumb because they don't have the experience you do. Yeah, but if you actually, it, it's that's actually something Guy Branham says. Is he, he says we don't pay enough attention to what teen girls are paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I thought that was really interesting because, and that's like something when I think about it, when I'm like, okay, what are teen girls paying attention to? And so when I look at like things like, um, you know, okay, well, let's look at Rihanna music videos. Let's look at Taylor Swift. Let's look at all this. And then I'm like, hey, some of these ladies aren't bad influences, actually. They're pretty rad. And I kind of get why these teen girls are into the. There seems to be, like, a lot more sexual agency in performers. Like, in the way that there was kind of in the 80s a little bit. And yeah. then it backslid a lot in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I think we had, like, oh, Britney yeah. Spears in her, like, she was very much objectified. And, and like, I just still, I feel so bad for Britney. I yeah. am a Leave Britney Alone person. Oh, I'm such a Leave Britney Alone person. Like, I've never I, cared about her music hood. I just want to, like, protect her. I want to take her to, like, Same a with Lindsay Lohan. And some yes. sheep. I have so, I, I just want Lindsay Lohan to be okay. Sure. So bad. Absolutely. I'm, like, that poor girl. I don't want anything bad to happen to women. Ever. I know. I'm just I like, just please be okay. Send them to a nice farm upstate where they can run around. <laughs> I, I know, but like that's how I feel about. So like, we're gonna send down Coulter. It's like, can we just take like Kesha and Lindsay Lohan and give them a farm and a studio and like some cats and pets? Yeah. Like, can we just like be nice to these poor young women? Yeah. But like, I do think it's like Kesha taking that stand when teenage girls love Kesha. Yes. That is one of the coolest things that she could have done. Me too. I'm the biggest Kesha like and I'm like, "Dinosaur" was a hilarious song with a very good message. Yeah, don't let gross dudes hit on you. Yeah, Yeah. and she's old dudes are usually creeps. Yeah, Yeah. God. But it's it's very interesting how much. You are an old man. I just what you need a cat scan. It's amazing. (laughs) It's It's a great lyric, but like I do find that it's uh like the that teenage girls are skipping that phase more so now. And I'm just like, that's fucking awesome that you can get through that phase. Because yep. our generation did not skip that phase. We yeah. had to go through it. Yeah. There was like, it was that's like, really we had like Britney Spears, little Paris Hilton, like just oh, a lot God. of like. So there's so much women hate because we were like, it look was, at these. Yeah. Look at these dumb people. Like a lot of bash, yeah. bash. And they were bash. all super, it was the heroin chic. It was the super yeah. skinny women on Friends. It was all that. And there's nothing wrong with those. They're beautiful women. Totally. But at the same the time, kind of it's not the only kind of woman. And that's the only kind of woman we are seeing so like I ended up it's like the thin shaming thing like I ended up like hating super thin women Mm -hmm. because in my mind it was what I wasn't Mm -hmm. so if I wasn't you know uh, I didn't have abs so I was like okay well I hate them because they have what I should have Mm -hmm. where now I'm just like that woman looks beautiful and that woman looks beautiful. And, like, I've actually started... It's a really... It's so silly, but I... No, you get my affection. And you get yeah, my affection. exactly. All women get my affection. Exactly. And it's a really funny thing. I started... Self-esteem Oprah. Self-esteem Oprah. When I go on the bus, and I, I actually told, once again, my partner's 16-year-old cousin to do it, because I found it, like, a really helpful tool. I look around the bus at the women around me, and I pick out one thing that I think is really gorgeous about them and really awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I just do that automatically, because yeah. also because I like women. <laughs> I just love, like... Well, I'm just, like... And I always find something so I'm just like that woman looks so tired but like I just love how even though she looks exhausted she's just like on this bus and just doing it and reading and like she's obviously studying for an exam or something so I started Mm -hmm. doing that where it's like humanizing the women around you humanizing all the women around me rather than seeing them as parts like rather than seeing them as an ab or rather than seeing them as small boobs or rather seeing them as a big butt so like trying to see the women around me as whole people rather mm-hmm, than totally. as like parts yeah. that's, so, 
it's so good to like find little things that you can do to like change your own perspective exactly on yeah. like, like for me just unfollowing everybody who talks about exercise and diet a lot on facebook it's very important it's, yeah. it's so, so good like important. oh i love you but i cannot hear you talk about no carbs anymore no. I, I, yeah. I will hate you if i do exactly yeah. Yeah. So don't tell me about your weightlifting. like i just i don't care that you're in a bikini competition i love you go in peace you look amazing but i can't do this That's why i don't yeah. have an instagram like i just too much comparison i'm exactly, like no yeah. I, I need to just love you and feel have good feelings towards you and i won't mm-hmm. if i keep like feeling like you're saying these things to me because i'm not as good as you or something yeah exactly yeah so it's like oh i can control my own experience mm-hmm. online to a yeah. degree because i'm not a famous person on twitter so uh, <laughs> it's easy for me to block everybody that Christ. hates me <laughs> my this part- is like four people yeah. oh i i i'm like the queen like my facebook uh block list is so long <laughs> I'm just like I, I hate I mostly you. Just mute people. You. Like I oh, mute many so many people because then they don't know. Yeah, no. I, I'm like, oh, you had a baby six months ago. I look like an asshole. <laughs> Congratulations on that baby. That's actually like I I I I'm same with the diet things. But then when I'm like, I feel like I'm. Uh, you know, the opposite of a lot of people where it's like, I hate the fitspiration, but I'm like, I think your baby photos are I great. Well, I want to see every baby I'm photo. I'm like, I want to yeah. see every single baby photo. I want every baby photo and I want pictures of people's meals. I really do. When people see, have yeah, delicious. But I don't I'm like the too. combo. I don't like seeing a baby with food on their face. Oh, no. Like, oh my God. Spaghetti. Oh, oh. Or like a cake face. I'm never, I, I'm going to, um, that's such a lie. That's always, everything you say, I'm never going to do when you're I have kids. You're very Italian. You're going to feed your children I'm going to feed them a lot. Take a million pictures. Yeah, I'm gonna take a million pictures, and like that's the thing. You say everything I've said, everything I'm like, like, I'm never gonna do this win. Like I've I've done pretty much. Like when Instagram came out, I'm like selfies are dumb, and now I'm like selfies. Selfies are revolutionary. I was like, I I look super cute today, and I just just... got Prisma, so now I'm taking a lot of selfies too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm a goddamn work of art. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm like every usually everything, everything says squares and dots. Yeah, you're like, look at it. I'm artistic. I'm postmodern. I'm artisanal. <laughs> Sell me at the Maker Fair. <laughs> but, like, that's a step in, like, self-love and, yeah. you know. It's all part of the, but then, the quilt. But then, once again, women get shit on for that, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're narcissistic. Blowing. Yeah. It's just fucking like, blowing. I don't fucking care if I'm narcissistic, I'm just to be lucky honest. that I like my face because I like so little else. Yeah, exactly. Like, can I just, can I just. Can like, I live? Can I like something about myself? Can yeah. I like my shoes, please? They're cute, okay? Yeah. And then, but live. then that helps with like, then your relationships with other people because then you're just like, I feel good about me. So then you existing is not taking anything away from me. Yep. You know, it's like. There's an abundance. Yep, yep, so yep. Good. When you start like looking at other people, going like, "Oh, why the fuck are you making me feel bad about myself?" You're like, "No, oh, maybe this is an internal problem." <laughs> oh my maybe god, I don't need to yell at my brother and sister-in-law. <laughs> oh for my losing gosh, yes. <laughs> Oh, I have so felt that before too, where I'm just like, and it's it's. Well, I just of... straight up told my brother that I couldn't wait till I got fat again. <laughs> so awful. It's like, I hate how good you look. Please get fat again. Oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) I I apologized immediately and he's like, it's totally fine. I get it. My (laughs) thing is, and this is like the guilty, guilty thing I do, I try not to do it anymore, is the the search of the ex-girlfriends on Facebook. Yeah. Oh god. It's the worst possible thing you can do. It's the it's the worst. I'm the never... only thing that feels worse is if you get dumped and then you get to look at their new, new... girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. Or and then you hate the girlfriend. I'm like, wait, why would I hate this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I retroactively am kicking myself for doing that with someone who didn't deserve it. At yeah, all. me too. I've totally done that before too. And it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I I've... Like, I'm gonna go to her house and put ham all over her car because she looks like a ham. Yeah, it's like you're like that was not <laughs> she, an okay. Thing. She looks like a rum ham, so I'm gonna put ham all over her car. It was a real thing I thought about doing. Oh, oh my god. god. I only ever got dumped once when I was 20, so, like, give me a break. <laughs> I, 
dumped where they didn't take it back like the next day. (laughs) (laughs) My dumps never last long. I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Actually, I'm quite regular. (laughs) Um, Oatmeal for breakfast is really um, 10 o'clock every morning. (laughs) I thank the Lord that I've never had that inclination to like search like Facebook stock exes or currents or anything like that. Have I? Chris. What? How I? Yeah, she's like, like brutally blocked this part of her. This person. Oh, his new girlfriend's so young and like gross. Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> oh my god. But that being mind. said, that was my terrible like love affair where I lost my mind. So oh, we've all had those. Yeah. We've all had those. Like that's what it takes. It takes a bit of mind losing. Uh, well, yeah. my my ex dated suicide girls. Oh yeah. And I'm like, it. well, this is the worst. I was like, well, I can see her boobs anytime. I was like, they're great. I was like, she looks amazing. I don't know what to do with this. And I was like, and she's smart. Why couldn't she be dumb? Like, and it was one of those things. And then I was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I don't hide it from my boyfriend though. Like, I tell him, I'm like, Duke and I have looked at every girl you've mentioned ever I've on Facebook, up. every single one, and I've compared myself to them. <laughs> and I'm like, and I've compared myself to. Everyone and most of them are quite pretty. <laughs> I find myself wanting. <laughs> and I was like, I'm very concerned here. We went to, but we went to a wedding recently, and uh, I was like, Have you slept with anyone here? Like, just tell me ahead of time. <laughs> and he's like, No, I really haven't. I was like, Okay, cool. I was like, Great, that makes this way easier for me. Oh my god, god, I can't go to like any kind of party where there's a bunch of people that I haven't slept with. <laughs> That was it me makes growing. It sound pretty bad, but it's not that bad. Mm. It's just like, I stay friends with people always. Yeah. That's amazing, though. Yeah. That's well, an accomplishment. I mean, I, mean, I have, I've, I've, I have a non-relationship with my first ex, uh, and then like had a bad breakup with another person, yeah. and then like Mike, I still hang out with all the time. He came That's to my lovely. show like last week, yeah. He's great. and he brought his girlfriend. And I, for a while, I was like, oh, everyone that he dates is so much skinnier than I am, and they're all like cool goth girls. And then I just, like, actually got to... There was only one that was really bad, and everyone else I got to know was, like, really cool. Well, that's that's totally what mm-hmm. happened with me. Like, my... Uh, I'm only friends with one ex because one of them hates me forever, and one yeah, of them happens. told me he wanted to move to another continent because he couldn't be on the same continent as me. So I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's <laughs> such an exaggeration. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he was a pathological liar who, like, also told me he, like, slept with a brother and so and moved to Japan when he didn't. So, why would you, why would you lie about those specific things? Um, but oh, yeah. I did an incest once, yeah. and I went to Japan. <laughs> yes, in, no, he didn't incest in Japan. Okay, he did incest in Japan with a Swedish model and his sister, apparently. Of all the things that never happened, that never that's, happened that's the most. That's quite creative. Then he points also told me he was dying for... in five years. Mm. Points for creativity. Yeah. Well, see, like, yeah. Wait, has it been five years yet? Uh, I'm actually waiting. So, like, sometimes I stalk him on Instagram, but just to see if he's dead. You just message him and be like, hey, hey, you're still alive. What the fuck? It's been three years, and I'm what like, about your I promise. Yeah, I was like, I thought you were. Well, it got to the point where I was just like, sure, you're dying. You sure. look really uh, healthy. He does. I'm like, you look healthier than ever. I think you're alive. Yeah. I think you're alive. That was like, basically, like, my dad is a pathological liar as well. <laughs> and so he, yeah, he told us that he had cancer so that we'd feel bad for him and that he was going to die. So you need to spend more time with me. I'm like, Whenever I spend time with you, it's horrible. Yay. And like, then, thanks and then for the guilt like, He's like, I got testicular cancer from when your mother kicked me in the balls one time. And I'm That's like, not how it works. It's not how it works, and she never did that. Hmm. She would have been very justified. Yeah, yeah I was exactly. like, I mean, that sounds like, oh, I yeah, it's always really interesting when people are, are I love when people talk about that. 
Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> is it time? I don't know. Is it time? We've almost been going two hours. That's oh, a yay. long time. I think that's time. <laughs> what did we want to end it on? We, we had like a really good moment a little, a, a few sentences ago, I feel like. Yeah. It was just like, don't be in competition. That's always kind yeah, of what it comes down to. Like, stop competing with women. Yeah, yes. it's true. It's, yeah, I think that's pretty much the most important thing. Team up against men and take over the world. <laughs> and we start the matriarchy. <laughs> we have to encode this part so only women can hear it. Yeah, exactly. How <laughs> we'll do just, you do that? First we have, so let's talk about shopping. Okay, now that all shopping. the men have turned off the podcast. Oh my god, no, it'll be <laughs> Be like so my diva cup so periods periods yeah periods. exactly <laughs> like all right we made it midnight <laughs> my uh my ride at midnight manhattan in the distance my partner was like can you talk about your diva cup with your girlfriends i'm like nope i'm talking about it with you and he's like okay <laughs> if i had a dollar for every time someone tried to get me to use a diva cup i could afford a diva cup <laughs> oh god i hate the diva cup police but anyway that's fine <laughs> stop trying to get me to put a cup in my twat Everybody, I love it. Like I I'll never it. stop. I will evangelize forever. <laughs> <laughs> I use one, but I don't evangelize. <laughs> so if anybody listened to the very first part of this in the very end, they would have had a really weird idea of what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> and thanks for coming over. It was a great time. It was really nice to get to know you more. Yeah, thank you. I'm I wish glad everybody we could see how cute you look. I'm glad we friend flirted. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best kind. Want to be on my podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're. Cool. Do you want to come to my apartment and see my cool etchings? Too. <laughs> That's how we get to get cute people in here. Aww. <laughs> that's how we do it. We're sneaky. Sneaky. All right. That's it. So that's hot tip. Start your own podcast and you get to hang out with cool people. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. <laughs>